Today is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Don't suck at life. <laughs> I mean, short of the gospel and eternal life in Jesus, this is probably a message that's just right right up there. And uh, I think the Bible, you know, in Jesus um, really encourages this, maybe with different <laughs> different words. Um, but that, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good point to be made. We talked about that a little bit. Then my friend Will, who I was a guest on their uh, show earlier uh, this weekend, they join us into this quagmire of Clubhouse and experience the technical difficulties Clubhouse has to provide. So thanks, Clubhouse. Get your act together. Um, anyway, so we talk about William's descent into darkness and uh, the, the result of that and how you should certainly not put your faith in people. Don't do that. Um, you don't have to believe the Bible or acknowledge the Bible or any of that to know this is good advice. Don't trust people. They will let you down. It's like never meet your heroes, right? That's good secular advice. It means kind of the same thing. So whenever you talk about Christians and, you know, some of them seem hostile like you see today, not me, <clears throat> except one guy I thought so, um, no one is a perfect reflection of Jesus. That's the goal, to emulate Christ, to imitate Christ. Well, Paul says imitate Paul just as he imitates Christ, but you get the point. So that's our goal is to be good, is to be godly in everything we do. But we are flawed, fallible humans, and not everything we say is the perfect words Christ would say. So um, if you're putting your faith in humans, that is the best way to get turned off from Christianity. If you follow Christ despite humans and their imperfections, that's the goal. Um, so uh, then we talk about some perceived Bible contradictions, which are some of the worst ones I've even heard. Um, we, we get like philosophical. Um, oh, I hate philosophy. Um, it's useful for what it's useful for, but then it stops being that. Was that just a philosophical point I made? I don't know. Anyway, check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, support the podcast. People need Jesus more than ever. Um, and you can check out the Ask a Christian book available on Amazon, free to read with a Kindle unlimited subscription. And you can also donate, click on the link in the podcast description. That's where all these links are. And you can support this podcast that way and support sharing the gospel with people so if you would like to be a part you can join live the join uh, join link to clubhouse you can participate live and ask your questions is in the podcast description link as well as ask a christian club at gmail.com you can send your questions or topics or comments you can find us everywhere podcasts are found on youtube on rumble on bitshoot um yeah, so if you want to join live, do that. If you can make a donation, please do that. Stuff is not cheap, and Papa's running out of storage space. <laughs> um, and grab a t-shirt, support the cause, and encourage people to stop you if you're such a person who likes that. And be like, says ask a Christian on your shirt. I want to ask you a question. So just uh, follow Peter and be ready to give a defense you have, uh, give a defense for the faith you have, but do so with gentleness and respect. We try and fail daily, <laughs> as you'll witness. So take care, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good morning, everyone. I guess me and hey Rod, what's up? <laughs> While we wait, I was reading some stuff on Facebook. Ah, oh, it's where I go to uh, get the blood pumping in the morning because people are so ridiculous, in my humble opinion. Um, there's a thing about you know Christianity and blah blah blah. Don't you know how deluded you are? And you know it's it's a world control, and they use religion to control people. And I just thought, come on, like there's plenty of arguments. Like you know you can say you don't believe it. There you go. That's a good argument. Um, well, it's an argument. But to say like Christianity, assuming you you know anything about it whatsoever, because people have certainly used it to control people. Look at Catholicism. <clears throat> but uh, so people have used it. But on its face, 
saying Christianity is a world to, you know, control people and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're so dumb and you're little sheep lemmings. Like, that's idiotic. Like, if you look at Christianity, not what people have done in the name of God or in the name of other religions, but specifically, if you look at biblical Christianity, what do I mean by that? I mean, grab a Bible and read it. So whenever, you know, Jesus says things like, you believe in him and you'll live forever. And, you know, you'll have eternal life. If you just ask, he'll give freely to the person that wants it. And, you know, be a decent person. Don't suck at life. And mute your microphones. And so if you if you just look at the tenets, the basic core tenets of Christianity, it is very much an awful attempt at world domination and controlling people. Like, think about that. The ultimate goal is to get this eternal life and be cool and on God's good side. What do you have to do? Nothing. Just just simply repent and believe. So if you're already a terrible person, stop being a terrible person. So if they're using it to control people, to not rape and pillage and murder, okay, but I guess I'm fine with that. I mean, most of the populace of planet Earth is fine with things like that. If they're saying, well, what kind of rituals do I have to do? What kind of institution do I have to belong to? None. How much money do I have to pay? How much work and toil do I have to do? None. It's all free. There's no institution. It's like the Bitcoin of religions. It's like de-institutionalized. De it's just out there in the ether. It's between you and God, ultimately. You should have community, but that community is not a, it does not have to be an, actual insti an actualized institution, and they don't have to charge you money and stuff like that, and they don't have to control your life. Like, look at Acts, is it 21? It says, look, if you don't drink blood, uh, and if you abstain from meat offered to demons, and if you abstain from you know being a sexual promiscuous whore, um, most people are usually cool with that, then it seems good to us and the Holy Spirit not to put any more burdens on you. So if we're talking about how evil Christianity is and how the New World Order, which is hilarious, wants to control your life with religion because you're so dumb, that's like the worst possible plan to go about doing that. Um, on the other hand, the same guy that made this comment specifically invoked like globalist New World, or world Order. I'm like, look, man, they're like on the opposite side. Like they, many of them probably may actually be theistic Satanists. But if you want to talk about control, like, can you even say that? Like by the time they take their boot off your neck to breathe, like look how much control they're exerting over, over Europe, over the Netherlands, over the farming industry, over all this other stuff, like trying to shove people into 15 minute houses. Um, so if you want control, yeah, look at the people you just invoked as saviors. Ah, welcome, Michael. Good morning. I'm ranting. Thought I'd try something new. Hey, no worries. So a couple things. One, how am I supposed to be a good atheist if I don't drink blood? First of all, that's first. Um, second, <laughs> um, uh, I think that's an interesting... Um, I, I want to get that made into a bumper sticker. Try not to suck at life. <laughs> yeah, don't I suck at life. Jesus. I'm pretty sure Jesus made that quote. I, well, I think what I think is interesting is, I mean, that could be taken a couple of different ways, right? Like, I mean, you could look at someone who is, you know, who's a quote-unquote failure, right? And say, oh, you know, you suck at life. Um, I've used that term, honestly, with a few people before when they've been just, when they're being garbage human beings. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's funny. Um, what's, uh, what's going on? I, I, I'm driving right now, so I can't look at, I see you have a different PTR, but I can't look at it. What is it? I'm sure it's funny. Oh. And, it's going to provoke endless assault. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure someone's going to tell me how I've got cosmology wrong and I, I really worship the dark one or something. But it's it's kind of like the, the fleas in the convention, how they're saying dog doesn't exist. And they're clearly standing on dog like the, the hairs look like trees because they're zoomed in so much. So this one is along the same lines. It's like this guy with the telescope looking out at the cosmos. He's like, see, I don't see God anywhere. And like the idea is like that's that's Jesus, like all giant, like containing the entire cosmos. 
because even even looking out over like billions of light years, they're still too zoomed in to see how big God is. So all the Christians go, ooh, and all the atheists go, eh. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a terrible maybe not argument, as, but maybe not as um, controversial as as usual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of light compared to some of the stuff you usually put up. <laughs> You're not gonna get. Uh, are you dying or something? What is going on with your cough? Dude, I don't know, man. My my parents like diseased me with some like Midwest bug like four months ago. And I've been coughing ever since. Like, I feel fine. Nothing's wrong. I've been checked out, multi had multiple doctor's appointments. They're like, nope, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, they, I forgot the term, but they basically say, like, after, like, an infection or something, um, they're like, this is a post-something cough, um, which I've never had before. But apparently, after COVID, it's more popular, and it lasts longer. So they're like, yeah, nothing's wrong with you. It's just like your lung innings or blah, 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 nerves are like extra inflamed, and that produces like, you know, this this uh, nasty phlegm stuff. So you're just going to cough that out. I'm like, what, I'm a hagfish now? So they're like, yeah, it used to only last like maybe two weeks. Now it can last up to like six months. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Thanks, guys. That's wonderful. They're, yeah, they're like, yeah, there's nothing to do for it. Like, your lungs are fine. Your oxygen's fine. But, yeah, you're going to have a cough for a while. I'm like, wow, so this is how it ends. This is how it ends. I mean, a paper cut may be worse way to go. But, um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, hopefully you feel better. Um, it's funny. My, um, uh, my daughter has asthma, and so she sometimes has that kind of, you know, just like cough. And um, have you ever been tested to, for that? Uh, no, because, you know, prior to four months ago, <laughs> never had this issue. thing. It oh, was, no, never, never. I've, I've never had shortness of breath or anything like that. And huh. now, I mean, it's just like all this crap. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm like a human hagfish. I'm just like hacking up all this like stuff. Huh. So that's hey, did fine. you, did you turn, tune into, uh, uh, Standing for Truth to watch my discussion last Thursday? Of course not. I don't even know oh, what Standing for Truth on. is. Is that a podcast or a person? No, it's a, a Donnie, a fellow Canadian, of course, Christian, uh, the, the channel Standing for Truth Ministries. Um, and I went on to have a discussion with a guy named Paul Price, who's uh, his YouTube channel is something like something Pilgrim. I always forget. It's uh, oh, Uncensored Pilgrim. Anyway, every time you say that, I keep thinking you're going to stay progressing Pilgrim. I'm like, is that guy back? Oh, no, yeah, well, it's funny, yeah, one of the reasons I joined Clubhouse, right? Um, but no, uh, yeah, Uncensored Pilgrim. Anyway, it was a it was a decent discussion. It, it well, I guess I'm being too charitable. It was kind of boring um, because he just kind of lingered on one point and we never really, um, we never really got to a lot of meat of any kind of conversation. So it was, it was too bad. But in, in the end, um, he, uh, he offered this, well, what he called the census divinitatis, uh, which is was his fancy way of saying personal experience <laughs> um, as evidence, which I will always cop to. Right? I'll always say, hey, if you have personal experience, cool. I think that's evidence for you. Um, but there was nothing else substantive that he was able to uh, point to, unfortunately. He went to Kalam and a few other things, but we never got to suss them out. And for any Christians that will ever listen to this, don't use Kalam. It's terrible. I mean, it was originally like a Muslim argument, right? Or the guy was a Muslim or became a Muslim or something? I don't know the origins of it, but I mean, like, it, it's so funny, right? Because so um, William Lane Craig has kind of, um, I think William Lane Craig, who's a, obviously a smart man, right? Uh, I think he's got two PhDs in philosophy or something like that. Um, so, you know, not a dummy. 
he he I think he saw the weakness of the original Kalam and started started morphing it into this this uh, this new thing, right? So my understanding is Kalam as it originally was was everything that begins with well, everything that begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist, <clears throat> therefore the universe has a cause. And I will just cop to that whole thing. I'm like, yeah, sure, uh, everything begins with this a cause, sure, no problem. The universe began to exist. Yeah, I think that's the most accurate. Or the universe in its current form began to exist. Sure, I think that represents the most accurate model. Therefore, the universe has a cause. Cool, no problem. The very best that will ever get you to is deism. That can that can't get you anywhere close to Christian theism. You have to make a bunch more assertions and and uh, and assumptions and arguments to get beyond, a, you know, um, a universe creating pixie god with Kalam. Anyway, I'm going to climb down off my soapbox now. Well, let me climb up real fast on uh, another soapbox. Welcome, Rab and Liz. I've wanted to talk about this for a couple days, and maybe it won't be much of a topic. Maybe I'll just point the seed. Um, Have you guys heard? uh, Are are you familiar with, like, what's his name? Noah, Yuval, Harari, whatever, like the world economic guy. Anyone familiar with that stuff? Okay. Oh, well, their big thing, I guess, I is like transhumanism or his big thing. Anyway, so like he's always making headlines. It's like, you know, tell me, you're, tell me you're like a Satan worshiping demon without telling me you're a Satan worshiping demon. One of those type things. So it's like he always makes headlines amongst like conspiratorial Christian-y leaning circles because like this guy just says stuff. It's like, OK, if you've read the Bible and you're like, how do you trigger Christians? It's like the things he says are straight in line with, you know, the end of days type stuff. So it's like, whiz, whiz, and he has like a European accent. So it's like, you know, they all sound like evil Bond villains. So sorry, Europeans. But he's just like, we will become the God. I'm like, whoa. Anyway, so like the latest thing he said is um, how it's like religions uh, need to be re- edited. And he specifically targets the Bible. He's like, the Bible needs to be edited for incorrect things. And the Bible needs to be made correct. And we can get to such a point where we can have AI rewrite a new Bible. Uh, and we can make one religion, one world religion that is actually correct. And AI will write this and change everything incorrect. I'm just like, wow, man. Wow. Like if you've read the Bible, it's like, how many things can I say in like a 30 second clip that like are auditioning for the antichrist it's just crazy anyways but yeah so it's like the the big thing here for the secular people who don't believe spiritual stuff is i mean the guy's wanting to rewrite a major belief system held by thousands of years because they want it to be what they find correct or what ai finds correct which is really what the humans that program it and set it off on its way find acceptable um so um there you go what if no one knows what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I do think it's interesting. And I heard, you know, and some people will take this seriously and some people won't. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure if I agree with it. But um, I heard Ricky Gervais once say in a talk that he was doing, he said, if we took all of the science books, like every science book of every scientific field, and burned them all, like so that there was no, and destroyed everything that was on, in the internet, everything, if we eliminated all scientific knowledge... In a thousand years, it would all be back exactly the way it is. Um, but if you took all of the religious books and did the same thing, in a thousand years, it would not be back the way it is. And I, I think there's truth to that, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that I agree with it because I think that there are, I think there's. Well, I guess I'm just not a hundred percent sure how I feel about that. But I like on the science side, yes, for sure. A thousand years from now, everything would be back. 
Um, but I mean, if if what you said is representative of, about what this guy from the World Economic whatever said, then there are parts of it that I agree with. Like there are things that are unless you allow for the supernatural, like unless you say, oh yeah, with a God this is possible. There are things that are in the Bible that are physically impossible, and so it might be it might be fair to say that you know what he said is partially correct. Like even if you eliminate the the moral the thing, anything having to do with morality, even if you just look at some of the factual things that the Bible says, like uh, the sun standing still in the sky in Joshua ten, right? That's not possible. So maybe he meant something like that. Well, right, but I mean, no, I wait, mean, no, no, no. I found, uh, well, I found the speech. I found the speech of he he wrote. This is nothing close to what you're saying, Chris. Just to just to like ease your you mind a little bit. Well, perhaps it's no, the sorry, wrong Nate. Speech. Yeah, sorry, what, Nate? No, no, this is well, I mean, so. I, now, okay, so the now, thing what, I, I heard, what, I I like actually listened to a video. So yes. perhaps it's not the same right. thing. No, it is. They actually have it's the the video was severely edited to cut it out, and what he said was. What, like he was t- he was actually warning against AI and his full speech says in games like chess no human can hope to be the computer what if the same thing happens in art in politics economics or even in religion think for example the next US presidential race in 2024 and try to imagine the impact the new AI tools that can mass produce political manifestos fake news stories and even holy scriptures for new cults it was a warning cry against AI saying it shouldn't happen it would be bad so it's absolutely the opposite of what you're saying. Uh, no, that's not what I'm talking about at all. That's not the right one. This is an interview. Harari. Um, yeah, it's uh, with Pedro Pinto. Like he's sitting on a stage with this dude named Pedro Pinto, and they're having a two-person conversation with the crowd. Um, so yeah, the the things you just mentioned, none of that was, um, none of that was a topic. But um, so I'm thinking it was either a way different speech or a way different time. But maybe that's the video that's heavily edited. But yeah, this is with uh, Pedro Pinto and Yuval Noah Harari. Um, I don't have the date. Um, th- I mean, this is brand new. Like the, the article was published on June thirteenth, so I don't know when the actual interview was. Anyways, yeah, like the yeah, guy's this is saying, like I. But that's what this is saying. The June tenth, uh, June tenth, twenty twenty three. This is his speech in front of the World Economic Forum. Okay, well, let me just post the video, and anyone curious, go watch it. Okay, hang on one second. Let me copy this real fast. Um, I don't know if it'll get the timestamp, but this starts at like 7.11. <laughs> how convenient. Uh, hang on, let me figure out how to share this. Share. Copy link. Okay, so anyone curious, uh, check that link in chat, and it starts at 7.11. And um, I guess, is he saying... AI is bad and use it responsibly and, you know, don't rewrite people's sacred religions or let's come up with a religion that's actually true and let's rewrite the Bible if it's incorrect. Um, real quick, though, about the sun setting skill, though, that's like the butterfly effect, Michael. Like if you're someone who just like at a, at a glance, like knows kind of cursorily about other people's religions and that's all, not to mention all the people that know in depth and still have disagreeing interpretations with other people who are also very astute in the religion. But um. To say something like the sun standing still is incorrect, would you really, I mean, this is rhetorical, you should not, people would say yes, want to change that to make it correct when you don't know the implications. That's like the butterfly effect, right? Because for, I mean, for all we know, you know, the sun, okay, supernaturally, God totally made it stop, made everything orbits just stop and supernaturally God magic did away. Or 
um, it was something like some other thing happened, like maybe some sort of solar event and eclipse. And, you know, these people perceived it as this way, or maybe it's like poetic licensing. I'm just saying there's all these other things, all these other good reasons why you would not want to edit that and change it. Because if you do that, you're like, ha, now that's fixed. But now you've just broke 10 more things like a thousand pages later. Um, so I would say, no, nah, bro, just keep your hands off sacred text. If you find something incorrect, um, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's your interpretation or maybe that's a bad interpretation. While everyone else is like, well, what I just said, I'm like, you know, none of this is sal salvific. So I'm like, sure, any of those things, God from God magic to poetic license, whatever. Um, it should not okay. be, quote, corrected. And just listen uh, yeah, to the Rem, video what's your report? question. So no, first off, I just listened to the video, which is exactly the quote I read from the Snopes article, that he's warning against it. He's not saying it should happen. He's saying what could happen if we're not careful. So he's actually warning you against could not have heard. the issues of AI. Yes, you I could, listened you to 7-Eleven. You, you didn't go have enough seven time. Minutes. I went to 7 minutes and 11 seconds and listened to that spot. That is the speech he was saying, yeah. I'm going to go and listen to it, too. What did you think, then, about the part where he said actually come up with the correct religion? Did you hear that part? What did you think of that? Well, he's, so he said it could come up with a religion. He's Hang not on. wanting it. Talk. He's, he's Dude, not wanting if you've it. Heard, if you've heard any – this guy says he's going to become a god. Like, if you've heard anything – okay, anyways. Someone else talk for a minute. I have to re-listen to this for a second. So jump up on stage and give me one moment. Yeah. While he listens to it, I think the issue here is the first six minutes apparently are basically warm up to and and like basically priming you to think that this is the most evil thing that's going to be spoken. Then the clip comes. If you don't have that priming, you're not listening for the words in that way. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I, I haven't listened to it yet. I never look at the chat. I'm, I'm, I, I have the attention span of a dead squirrel. If I look at the chat, I'll never be able to engage in anything, but I'll look at it afterwards. I know Nate always has these on replay, so I can go back and look after. So this is interesting because I feel like we have to be really careful if something, especially um, when it comes to like the, um, every, everyone's always got their, their mind on, oh, well, this is the liberal agenda. This is the conservative agenda. And I'm going to tell you there is one for each group, and they are both worldly. Neither is in heaven. I, d I don't believe that because it's the world. Ours is not a battle uh, with with people uh, anyway you know what i'm saying yeah not, not so, a battle of flesh but in principalities and power yeah i understand right and uh i just think that um sometimes we can get our buttons easily pushed i mean the playbook's been been written so it's real easy to do that and um i just think we have to be really careful and and really um discerning i i feel very strongly against ai um and I feel like everyone is treating it like it's this cute little toy. Oh, look, it can imitate people's voices. Oh, look. Wow, isn't this cool? And I'm just like, so we're worshiping the work of our own hands. Okay, cool. Um, it's, it's funny. Hang I on have real a fast. hard time uh, not getting uh, sorry. excited. Oh, go, no, go ahead. Hang, 
hang on, a couple things for fast. One, I'm totally using AI to make Chris dance in a thong and I'm sent to Rab Scuttle for his heresy. Dude, if you listen from 7-Eleven to 851, there is, n- I, I would have before you came out swinging, I would have said there is no way this can be misinterpreted. The guy is pro-creating new religions. Like, listen, he talks about it so endearingly. So test this, everyone, and write your response in the chat. I posted the link from 7-Eleven to 851. Um, if you want to watch the previous minutes fine but he says all the religions like to think they have something written by an otherworldly being otherworldly source and he says now with ai that's possible we could actually have a a, a correct religion like he's not the tone in his voice dude he is not warning about this for one second he is all into it anyway so let us know watch it yourself empirical evidence testable repeatable you can watch it on replay 711 to 851 and william get your butt up here yeah, it's interesting. Well, like, if somebody says they want to create a new religion, like, I'm not interested in that. Like, I mean, so no, no. if, if oh, no, go, go, Rabs. I'm sorry. Like, I need to correct. Like, I think it's a, it's the statement he's making. So he says, and his line is, so he's an atheist. No, no two ways about that. Let's just start with he's an atheist. So when he comes from the position of no Bible was written by a supernatural being or by a non human mind, he's starting with that statement. So he is making the claim, look, all religions currently say their text was written by a non-human mind. That's what he's saying. Now, he says, in a few years, if an AI writes a Bible, adherence to that religion would be correct about that statement, that theirs was written by a non-human mind. He's not saying the religion is correct. He's saying no, the no, adherence making the claim that the that's, no, no, that's exactly what he's saying. Like they all say no, this. Okay, that's wait, not hang, the hang case. On. I, I, sorry, this sorry, is an AI. Lot, it would be that. Yeah, sorry, Rob. We have a lot to get to. We don't need to extrapolate on this. Like the audience can. I, I want other feedback. Click on the link. Forget what me and Rab are saying. Click on the link and watch from 7-Eleven to 8:51. He he said he didn't say we can correct really. Like, he, and I, I almost want to quote, I just listened to it, but it slips my mind. But he said, we can actually have a religion that is correct. Like a good thing. No, like that's we can not have his AI. Didn't we watch okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Him. I mean, okay, why would on. you make a statement and then not let people, I mean, shouldn't we watch prior to that? Isn't that when he makes the, the uh, where, 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 what position in the video does he explain? No. That's what I'm Nate's, right, Nate's right on that. Yeah, seven eleven. Watch from seven eleven to nine minutes, okay. and yeah, that's 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 all you have to say. That is the that is enough time. You guys, yeah, have done, you guys have done it, Nate. You found something I care about less than anything else. All well, right, well we're done with that. Until, well, right. well, we're done with. Well, so Rab had an actual question, but we're done yes. with that until people like weigh in because they don't need to hear us talk about it. It's like we're priests reading a Latin, keeping it from the common man. In this case, the common man gender neutrally, of course, can go watch that for themselves and let us know what they think. Um, anyways, Rab, you had an actual question. Yes, I did. So I've got like a couple of them. I asked Chris yesterday. Um, so I said, I I'm going to ask Nate tomorrow. Well, I told him, I'll ask Nate tomorrow. So why three days for Jesus being dead? And second question is, where was he during those three days? Was he in heaven or what was going on? Uh, Personally, there's a couple things I don't have a problem with. Like if people say, you know, when Jesus, uh, his physical body died, you know, he went to hell and I don't know, hung out, mopped up the floor. Like, you know, people will say it's a metaphor or not. Like, you know, he took the keys of death and hell and the grave and all that. Um, I mean, I if someone wants to say it's literal and like there's a literal key of hell somehow that contains a literal death, I don't know. But how, however, like I don't have a problem with um, 
yeah, Jesus, like, spirit walking through hell and be like, yeah, I own this place. I own you. I own you. You disobeyed. Get ready to be punished for all eternity. Um, or if, if he, like, went and grabbed a key ring or whatever. Well, um, some people have a problem with that because they'll say, oh, Jesus can't go to hell. He can't be tortured in hell. Well, I don't know anyone that really thinks that. Like, I don't think if he went to hell, he's like, ooh, hot, 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 hot. He's like, no, I, I own this place. I'm, I'm walking around like a boss. Like, so wherever well, Jesus did uh, spend three days, there's a lot of things. I would have less of a problem than more of a problem with different um, views of that. Well, the reason I've asked is because on the cross, he told the other thief, you'll be with me um, today. You'll be with me in heaven or the quote or whatever in paradise. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. I say to verily, I say unto you, you'll be with me in paradise today. Right. So he says that. So that's why I was thinking that that day he's going to be up in heaven because he's going to be with this guy. So that's well, kind of why was. I was thinking it was heaven. Right. Well, I, mean, so, I mean, you know, maybe he was in heaven at the same time he was in hell. Maybe he's like, oh, okay, today you're with me in paradise. We went straight to heaven. He's like, all right, you hang out here. Uh, here's heaven. Get used to it. I'll be right back. Let me run through hell real quick. I so, mean, there's no reason it all can't be done. So I guess the next question is, did the redemption of man happen at the death of Jesus on the cross or the resurrection of Jesus three days later? Ooh, that's a good point. Um, the only reason I would ultimately care is if I was those three people or those people that died during that three-day period. Um, what was Chris's answer? <laughs> I mean, when he says well, it is finished, one. I believe it yeah. is. When he says it is finished, it is finished, yeah. it is finished. Yep, there you go. So yes, his death on the cross is was the redemption of man. It was not the re The resurrection is to show the power of God over death. So Paul talks about the resurrection being the first fruits of the new covenant, essentially. The resurrection is kind of superfluous. Oh, no, not at all. It's, it's, the, it's the conquering of death. So, like, the redemption of man happens, but then the redemption to what? And the redemption to what is new life. And so the resurrection is absolutely key because that is the that is the redemption to new life. So without the resurrection, that's why Paul says, without the resurrection, we're all still dead in our sins because you're not you're not brought to new life. That's why the resurrection is so important. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with the <coughs> penal substitutionary atonement, but what it has to do with is the conquering of death and the creating of eternal life. Yeah, and the conquering of death is not really even something that's uh that's limited to Jesus, right? Um, it, it, uh, I, I like what uh, I like what Christopher Hitchens said about it. He said, uh, he said that you know at the time it's in Matthew twenty-seven, where it talks about the graves open and many bodies and saints, you know, which were asleep, uh, which were asleep, walked around, right? And he, he said, you know, it seems like a resurrection was kind of a banality at the time. Um, so I mean, conquering death, conquering death doesn't seem like that big a deal. Well, not for the well, God who creates all life. Well, real quick, everyone say hi to uh, my friend William Freeman. Um, he's a guy that used to hang out on the Google pod or Google discussions years and years ago. Apparently, he's still doing it. We just went separate ways, and I came to Clubhouse, and he stayed. Well, he went to Streamyard. Um, anyway, so William used to be, or <clears throat> some would say, never really was a Christian, but uh, I guess now he's he's still believes in something, or still believes in God, or Deist, or something like that. But anyway, so I, I ran into him the other day on the internet uh, highway. So I told him he should check out Clubhouse. So here he is. What's up, Will? How are you doing? Hey, Nate. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Is it is it terrible quality? No, that's fine. You're better than most. Okay. 
All right. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm just going to try and catch up on what you guys are talking about. Sure, sure. Jump in wherever. Where were we? Oh, so let's talk uh, about Chris. Will for a moment. Can we talk about Will? Sure. I guess. I mean, he's still so my right question there. Would be, I mean, it seems like it's not yeah, nice yeah. to so, talk about him in front of his head. Welcome to the fire. Well, I know. But, um, like, so if he if it's a once saved, always saved kind of deal, is it possible that he was saved? And even though he's, like, renouncing it or now or what have you, it doesn't matter. He's still saved. Or is it the case that if he renounces, he never really was saved? It's a mix and match. So, so the hardest case to make is trying to say that someone, uh, someone was legitimately saved. And if they become an ardent rejecter of Jesus, like, no, it's all lies. I totally deny Christ. It's, it's all, all lies. The hardest case to make is that that person is still saved. Um, Cause in theory, it's like, you know, if they, if they, um, if they sign up for Jesus and then later they end up rejecting Jesus, well, no backseas. You already, you know, you already committed, you already made your choice. So you're, you're going to get into heaven, whether you realize it or not, or believe it or not. That's the hardest case to make because, you know, Jesus goes on this whole thing about, you know, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. So that would kind of lean to, um, you know, you were never really one of the sheep. But I think um, an easier case is if you say you were saved and you truly, like by, you know, any, anyone's standards, were saved. And now you're like questioning your faith or start sort of falling away. And you're like, I don't know. I'm losing faith. The scriptures are shaky. I'm not sure. Um, then if you get hit by a Mack truck, uh, maybe you'll be in heaven. And, you know, you're like, well, you didn't deny me. You're on your way, but you never quite made it. So, you know, you were once saved and you are still saved. Otherwise, the, the other thing would be, well, you're either uh, lost your salvation and you need to be resaved or come back to Christ or something like that. Or you never really were saved. So you need to be saved for the very first time. You were self-deceived when you thought you were saved. Or, I mean, that's really the only options. Well, or God works through mysterious ways, right? And he needs to have people spewing, uh, like, doubt so he can test the. Well, we've got you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, just so doing my part. Oh, yeah. Was that, a, was, that a, was that a question to Will or is that a question to us about Will? About Will. Yeah. Will what can't a... answer that question. This is mainly to you, right? So people still. What will Will think? To... <laughs> it's an interesting question, though. So. Um, and I guess the only people that can answer right, that this right now are Nate and Chris. Um, oh, CEO can answer it too. Um, so, Rabs, Will, and myself. In your opinion, were we ever saved? Yeah, Nate, you've known me a long time. We used to hang out. Did you ever doubt my faith? Uh, well, I just talked to you the other day and I said, I wasn't one, being one of those people that said you were never really saved. Like whenever I said, I don't know, I don't know about your Christian status. Um, it wasn't, I, I made the point to say it wasn't one of those. Cause I'm like, I legitimately didn't know much about you. Um, I, I just knew that, you know, you were a Christian and I, you, I don't think you ever really disagreed with anything the room was talking about from a Christian point. So I, I never really know actually what you believed, but I mean, it's one of the two things, right? And this is a great way to start like fights about things that don't matter. It's because all roads end at the same result. The, the one safe people and the you can lose your salvation people are all going to end up on, oh, well, the end result of that person is saved or not saved. It just matters, like, you know, the, the road you get take to get there. Like, well, are they I, saved? Or they, yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, um, as as this de, uh, deconstruction has been happening, it's I the most insulting. Word. Oh, we call it whatever you want. Falling away. Um <laughs> The most the most insulting thing that I hear is that I never really believed. You never really believed. You never believed. 
And I'm like, how, where, where do you, what store do you go to to buy the balls and tell me that I didn't leave? You know, I sacrificed 10 years or more of my life doing things that other people thought were, were silly. And, but I was totally devoted. I was like, you guys will see, you guys will see, he'll come back. You know? Well, I mean, like, to be fair, you're not dead yet, but I, I mean, that, that's also, you know, I, I would always, one of the biggest things, I mean, you know, besides the actually, you know, choosing or direct, de- denying or rejecting Jesus would be whenever people say stuff that sounds Christian, make sure it actually is, right? Like, so, <laughs> pardon me while I die. Anyways, whenever, um, like, wh- whatever they just said, I already forgot the term. Can you, can you say what you said again? Was it that you weren't really saved? Or you, you said it, no, he said it a specific way, the specific term, when people one of the hardest things you had to deal with was when people did something or said something. When, when, when people tell you that you never really believed, like right. you didn't believe. And, right. Jesus. So you didn't so believe say, you were saved. Right. 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 So I'd say, make sure that's actually biblical. So what the Bible talks about, you know, Jesus tells a parable of the sower and he says, he, so he didn't say some people never truly believed. He says, uh, you know, at first uh, lots of people believed, but because different reasons. So he wasn't questioning in the parable. He wasn't questioning the sincerity of their belief. Like these people really believed yeah. it. But yeah, based but the on the point, soil, based on the ah, sorry, well, but the point is not the, with a biblical view. The the point it has nothing to do with the Bible. The the point is that I did truly believe. Like, I know with everything that's what I'm in saying. me. That's what but, I'm but saying. But I'm saying, okay, all right, maybe I'm. You you are. That that's what I'm saying. When the people say you didn't really believe, and you said that makes you mad, that makes me mad because they're saying something that is not necessarily biblical. So the Bible agrees with you when you say you did truly believe. Um, I mean, maybe not into salvation. That's a different thing. But whenever you believe the message, you believe Jesus, you believe all that stuff, the death, burial, resurrection. Like even he, he wasn't questioning their belief sincerity. So you're saying you really believed. So is this parable. This parable is saying these people really believed. But because different things like, you know, it fell on ears that um, not saying you're any of these, but the parable goes, some were too caught up with wealth and riches and the, the goings on of this world. So it didn't last. And he says others, um, you know, it, it was like on thorny ground. Maybe you could say that's like questioning, not not clear ground, like you're, you're still tossing it around. And the weeds quickly came up and, you know, killed the seed. And then others, you know, it took on like fertile ground who are open, who are receptive and basically charged forward, never looking back. So parable, I would say, biblically speaking, it doesn't even it agrees with you. Yes, you say you truly believed. So does this parable. But for whatever other reason, now you don't believe. Um, so it's not. Not what the, the point is, what the people said would make me mad too. What the Bible says is a little more, um, well, accurate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's funny, right? Because the Bible says, you know, if you left us, you were never with us, which is commonly, which is, which is the most common trope that I get when I, you know, when I tell people, you know, I used to be a Christian. Oh, well, you're never a Christian. Well, why is that? Well, because of what the Bible says, right? And, and I'm, I'm right alongside with Will. It's, it's one of the most frustrating things. Like it's, it's one way to get my Irish up really quick is to tell me that you have access to my private mental states, um, which of course you don't. Um, so, well, it's just what the Bible says. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's a very easy way to, you know, to, to get, to, you know, to get someone like, like me going over something like that. But it's interesting because what the Bible, like if you, even if you look at John three sixteen right, the most, you know, probably the most well-known verse in the whole Bible, right? Um, God so loved the world, yada, yada, that who should believe, you know, will have everlasting. So like have present tense, right? So, I mean, 
it, it and this this is what that's one of the uh, lines that I hear from the discussions that I, I commonly hear from people that you know because I, I love listening to the OSAS versus conditional salvation debates among Christians. It's one of it's like give me popcorn. I want to watch, um, and it's completely worthless. Well, yeah, but you know, but but it's it's really funny how some people choose you know to use that you know a term that we've all used here in this room before. It will choose that hill to die on. I find it hysterical. Um, and so, but it, it, it can be, uh, I'm right alongside Will. Like when you tell me, you know, when you, when you say, oh, you never really believed, it's like, you know, get, you know, leave me alone with that stuff. Yeah. And to a point, uh, Steph, I don't know if you're busy, but, uh, you know, Jesus wrote a dinosaur. Um, I was going to introduce you to my, uh, to my friend Will from, uh, from times past, since you're a regular, unless you're really busy, then maybe Jesus didn't write a dinosaur. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, ultimately, you know, there's there's no right way to to pass a judgment because, you know, either either one of these could be wrong or whichever one is most correct could still have some incorrections with it. Um, so I'd say, you know, if, if your current position is you what aren't sure about the Bible or you adamantly are like, no, it's wrong. I'd say until you get, you know, step one, which is Jesus, the death, burial, resurrection, the eternal life part settled. Um, pray, seek, find whenever that's resolved. Then let's talk about that oh, until okay. that's resolved. Nothing else matters. All right, so pray, seek, find about Jesus. All right, well, I've done the praying. Okay, been done that plenty. All right, seeking. I mean, I, I can read what the Bible says. I can read what historians have said. Finding. Ooh, I just don't know how that's done and how I can confirm that what I find is actually Jesus. I mean, I've seen things that make me believe in the supernatural, but why? I, I only assign that to Yahweh in the Bible because of my cultural upbringing, my societal upbringing. Given, given the same stimuli in a different culture, I could be a, a, a Muslim. I mean, I could be, I don't know. Now you're I, I, don't know. I think oh, Jesus sorry. is probably doing it too. Yeah, that's a common but, fallacious argument. <clears throat> well, I mean, there is, I mean, there also is a spiritual world, right? And it's, I mean, it's pretty easy to talk to except on the internet because it's when you get a lot of people who deny just anything to do with the spiritual stuff. But I mean, you know, most people on planet Earth are like, oh, yeah, I get it. And it's it's more than, you know, if you deny that, then intuition, like gut feelings, is a horrible version. But it's the best we can relate to people that just deny any spiritual stuff. But even people of other religions like, oh, yeah, spiritual intuition or, you know, their spiritual version or terminology for what we're talking about. Uh, maybe he's fixing his mic or something. But I mean, I, I would say I would say that. So there is you know, it says test every spirit. And does that mean every actual being spirit or every attitude, whatever. But the point is you have to trust yourself a little bit. And at some point, <laughs> what's, what's the thing like, you know, poo or get off the pot, <laughs> like make a decision and go for it. Um, instead of just like staying in the limbo, like, I don't know. I don't know. It could be this. It could be that it could be anything. Like maybe you don't exist right now. How about that? But you choose to live as if you do. But that, that's interesting though, right? Cause Can you know, uh, Oh yeah. Sorry. Go. Yeah. I've talked with you. <clears throat> Um, so I don't, I think that if you feel that you don't know whether it's Jesus, you should ask him and plead with him to make it absolutely clear to you. I, I think that it's a good idea to say like, okay, yeah, you, you can, you can trust um, biblical knowledge, uh, you can trust that 
um, one thing that I have been learning over the years to trust is um, that what God is showing me is what I need to learn at this time. And that can be backed up in, I know it's um, Isaiah 55 chapters, I mean, uh, verses 9 through 11, I think is where it is. And one of those verses says, uh, like the rain that falls from heaven, God's word will accomplish that to which he sent it. And so I was personally convicted by that to say, I need to trust that what God has laid on my heart when I'm reading this word is how he means for me to interpret it at this time. And I can still ask questions but I think trusting oneself is dangerous. I, I think we have to, you should really just plead with God. As I land. Well, it, it's funny, right? Because the Bible does say, you know, don't lean on your, don't lean on your own understanding. But then it also says, you know, come let us reason together. Um, so I, I think there's something to be said there. Chris, I also want to know what fallacy will come in. Because every time you say it's a fallacy, I'm going to call you out on which one it was. Um, well, when he says fallacious, by the way, I mean, there's all kinds not of things. Yeah, a no, in, I wasn't saying there's he was a making a logical fallacy. Of informal oh, okay. fallacies. Oh, okay. Oh, informal. Okay. All right. Um, you know, but it, it is interesting, right? So, and and then some, something to uh, what, what Liz said, I think it's interesting, right? When you say, you know, you should, you know, plead with, you know, plead with God. Well, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Will's back. Good. So he can speak for himself. Um, it's probably the case, I don't know him from anybody, you know, met him 20 minutes ago, um, that, that he did that, right? And, and I'm reminded of people like, you know, like, uh, like our friend Josh Bowen, right? If, if you hear him tell his story of, of deconversion, like how he lost his faith, you will hear him talk about how sad it made him, how much he, how much angst he had over it, how much he hated the fact that he could no longer reconcile his beliefs. So, Do I mean, it's fine. No, like that, well, I was just going to expound more on that, but it doesn't matter. Well, I've heard well, lots of people say how, how sad it is and heart wrenching. Do you think that could be God being like, it's supposed to be sad. This is the wrong answer. Don't do that. You should feel sad. This is a warning sign not to go down this path. Like that's just as reasonable as saying it was so hard, but I pushed through. I'm so stunning and brave. I mean, it could also be said like this is God being like, no, bro, wrong way. Don't do this. True. Sure. Yeah. But but when you can't choose your beliefs, then it doesn't then like when you are no longer convinced of a thing, which you and I agree on, Nate, um, then, it, then it doesn't matter what you know, what, what voice you may hear inside your head telling you one thing, because your, your conviction towards something is either there or it's not. I agree with that. Can I give you a real life story though? So yeah. my kids um, are, cause I agree, you can't choose your beliefs, but that that's not like you, you were like, well, what was me? I can't choose. I guess I'm stuck. There's all kinds of things you can do. You can research, you can take in new data. And if you find something that, you know, compels you so much, you're like, Oh, well, I guess I have a new belief. And there's also any number of, you know, chemical reactions or stuff we may never know in your brain to cause these belief solidifications. So um, my children were, uh, both going to separate schools because one's in middle school and they go to different locations. So we had it all set up. I had this set up for the last year and um, everything was just so convenient. It worked into place like puzzle pieces. And recently in the last month, I learned there's this new school, just, just even closer. It's just right down the road behind some buildings. And I'm like, <clears throat> someone's telling me about it, how it's going to be great. And it's like a charter school and all this stuff. And I thought, Oh, oh, well, that I mean, that's kind of cool to have one here and blah, blah, blah. 
And it's uh, anyway, so I'm like, they're like, well, they're doing a presentation. Why don't you come hear it? I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go see what they have to say. But, you know, we'll, maybe we'll consider that for the future, but I'm already good. We're already enrolled this time. So I went and heard it. And I thought, oh, okay, well, it seems, seems nice. I didn't think anything else about it. I'm like, nope, we're set. And they're like, are you going? Are you going? I'm like, nope, we already know where we're going. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I don't know. And then I started, you know, analyzing the data. I'd taken in new data, but it wasn't enough to compel my beliefs to change. Um, but then I started analyzing it. So if people are like, well, I don't know, maybe I question God, and then they can start analyzing the data. So effectively, I mean, you could constru construe that, <clears throat> that they were like choosing their beliefs, even though they wouldn't really be, but it would basically be taking in that new data and then analyzing that data. So is there analysis flawed? Who knows? But my analysis, the more I toiled that over, and I'm like, you know, this could actually work better because of this. This does make more sense because of this. So at one hand, I'm like, well, am I falling into a pit? Is it because this is a shiny new carrot dangling in front of me? Or are these reasons really legit and I'm on a right path? Um, so ultimately, I toyed back and forth with it. So I decided to the best of my ability, hey, I could be wrong. I could be deceived by, deceived by the shiny new trinket of a new school. Um, but all things considered, I have to make my choice. I really don't think it's deception. I really do think this will be a better outcome. So my analysis of the data led me to this new belief, and now my kids are both enrolled in this new school. Um, so same thing with God. Even though we can't choose our beliefs, I mean, we can still have faulty analysis that gets us to bad beliefs, even though we didn't choose them through our analytical properties. Well, I got a question, totally Mr. Primevast. Are, are, are you saying we can't choose, like, political beliefs either? There's no beliefs we can choose? Is that what's being... Well, well the, I mean, the idea... Not to harp too long on this, and then we got some other people too. But I mean, the idea is you don't choose your beliefs, meaning who, who's going to like choose to be wrong? So like whatever compels you, like you know, if uh, just you, say you Christians right. do. Okay, you great. Christians. Hang on, we'll we'll come to you in just a second. I, I don't know you, so we'll come right to you. So like you have Republicans, Democrats. So you know, if someone says something, and and you you hear both people speak, and someone you know, who's going to lean Democrat and lean Republican or both arm, arm to arm. They both hear the guys on a debate, like, you know, a Democrat and Republican debate. And one of them is like, oh, you know what? I like the social welfare. You know, we should take care of people. But the other guy takes in the exact same data, but they're like, you know, brain analysis it, and now analyzes it. And like, yeah, we should take care of people, but, you know, we shouldn't give them extravagant stuff more than people who work and vice versa. Anyway, so if they truly thought their beliefs were leading them wrong, well, they would switch because who wants to knowingly be wrong? So the fact is, you take in data, and wherever you land, that's what you honestly believe is right. Therefore, you can't choose your beliefs. I, I don't think that's true, though. Many times they will think the person has a good point, but because they're not in their party, they will just choose to focus on believing the opposite. I've seen that happen all the time. I've talked to people who've done that. They think that oh, the other well, side may have well, a great <clears throat> point, but they choose to <clears throat> not believe. They're consciously deciding not to believe a point, even though it's good. Well, yeah, I and mean, that's where we get into is it, is it lying to yourself or like you just said, the way you put it up, it's like they, they all, I mean, I think you would have said it except it wouldn't have made your point. They basically believe it. They're just not going to go along with it. They're not going to act like they believe it. They're going to choose to go against it, even though in their heart of hearts, they like, yeah, it was a good point. I really do think that, but I can't side with this guy because I'll be ostracized. But um, Haytham, what's up? You, you're saying you Christians, yeah. you Christians do something. So tell yeah. Christian Michael what he's doing. Well, my what, what does he do? When you ask, yeah, well, when you ask a question, you know, who, who chooses to be wrong and so on and so forth, I said you Christians intentionally do because basically religion is based on a source. You're going to say this source must be authentic. So whenever you as a human being make sure 
have actually made sure that this this book, for example, is all unauthentic. You know what I'm saying? I.e., its manuscripts, for example, are lost, and its writers all are unknown, and there is no archaeological or historical evidence, you know, that any of those writers, like Mark, Luke, and so on and so forth, were the ones who wrote the, you know, the four Gospels of the New Testament, for example, then you intentionally mislead yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, or you're uh, just completely yeah. ignorant about everything you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you're going to keep calling me names. You're going to keep calling me names. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Cool. Later. Well, you 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 called us names, and um, yeah, they didn't have... Okay, okay, as a question, I'm waiting for an answer. I'm, as a question, I'm waiting wait, for an answer. Wait, hey, okay, so stop being a little bit annoying. I don't think... Uh, this is for see i can't choose my beliefs i'm willing to admit i could be wrong but i didn't hear a question i just heard lots of accusations like you christians are so dumb blah blah that, blah that what was question? the question no i didn't say so dumb i mean you intentionally mislead okay, yourself by following you mean... yeah the question is the question is how come that you're convinced you're so persuaded that you the are premise on the right of your path question then? is completely well, they... stupid I mean, the answer is we don't. So, I mean, if you're saying there is no archaeological evidence so, for the things you uh, talked about, then I would so say you're no question. wrong. So, a yes or no question. So, you, you trust a book uh, that is a New Testament whose manuscripts all are lost, and you're going to be in the oldest. And, and you're the oldest. And the oldest. Okay. Hang on. Thanks for playing. So, I mean, wow, man. That Okay. So, yes or no question. Um, Do you... Gosh, I wish I would have got your religion or lack thereof. <laughs> like, do... He's a Muslim. I don't know. Chris Claus. Like, knows him yes or no do you worship your god knowing he's satan uh okay <laughs> i mean what kind of question is that like your book is completely false um why do you worship this book hey nate can i ask a question really quickly on the topic of, uh, is it along the lines of that guy <laughs> no yeah no, go ahead no, not, it's what we were talking about because I, I i personally think this is kind of important that's why i'm asking it and maybe you guys won't agree with uh, the reasoning behind it, but I think it's important to ask why people don't believe anymore, because I think that would help understand the context of which they don't, why they believed in the first place, right? And perhaps why they believed in the first place wasn't, uh, I don't know, maybe that's part of the issue, maybe it isn't, but I, I, I would be interested to know why. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I mean, I think to get a proper to have to analyze their whole existence well i mean will you're the, you're the most recently changed person so um yeah i mean do you even remember what the reason you believed it in the first place was and like you know how like 10 years or whatever you said like all that all that experience all the totality of that um and then yeah so why did you believe because the book told you to believe and promises it's really true or because like angels fell out of the sky and like you know made you glow and said this is the way like what was the reason you actually believed if you remember Uh-oh. Uh, Will, we don't hear you. Um, usually if you... See, this is what I was saying. This is why Clubhouse sucks. Like, um, usually it has all these tech glitches. So if there's a better way, show me. I, I hey, checked Nate, in stream. Um, I don't, I don't how about now? Carlotta's oh, that's good. Come up. And Nate oh. Carlotta's trying to come up. Okay. He asked me to see if you can bring him up. Or if you want oh, okay, to mod sure. me, I can bring him up. I, I didn't see his hand. I'll try. Uh, yeah, Will, go ahead. We can hear you now. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was more the... Um, the latter than the prior okay so like I, it wasn't the bible or anything that, that brought me into to christianity i had things happening that i thought were strange and um i was trying to identify what the cause was 
and the thing that was uh, the, the thing that was happening to me kept leading me to read the Bible, and I didn't want to. I didn't have any interest in the damn thing. You know, I wanted to smoke weed and play video games. I was definitely not down for Bible stuff. But it I wouldn't it wouldn't stop. Like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, it led me to a church. It led me out of a church. It led me to another church and out of a church. It led me to other faiths. Uh, but, but like, I mean, I didn't have – it just more to, to see things. Like the, the Bible is what I, I had faith in um, after trying to identify it with this thing that was – that I felt like was guiding me. But, I mean, it, in the end, it led me – you mean it, in what manner it was guiding me? Yeah, what do you mean by guiding you? Like, All right, well, what, so I thought – yeah, I get this a lot. So um, I thought I was going crazy. Uh, I was – like I said, I was only interested in uh, doing my own thing, right? I I had just let a, a woman and her child move into my house, but I was still living like a bachelor and all that stuff, and I worked nights. And I was on my way home. Um, it was a Saturday morning, and I was passing by a church. It wasn't too far from my house. And again, I had no interest in church at all. But like this – um, I want to say it, it's kind of like a scrolling, uh, like a banner went across in front of my face, but just, it, it, it was, it was mental, right. But it was, it was just the words go here, go here. And it went like three times. And, and I was like, okay, well, you know, this is weird. I mean, maybe I'm still high from yesterday, but, um, you know, I pulled in and there was no, and it's a Saturday. So there was like one car there. There was nobody there. And I went around, you know, just looking, but the place was closed, and I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my shit. I'm, I, I don't know about the language policy on here, so I hope I'm not. If we can <laughs> have keep a it filthy minimal, mouth, that'll be super cool. I'll do my best. Okay, so uh, yeah, but there was nobody there, and uh, you know, I, I thought that okay, I'm, I'm just nutty. I got in my, in my truck, was pulling off, but I was still like entertaining the idea that it was external, and I, and I, and I said out loud, I'm like, either I'm crazy or you are. You know, and uh, started to pull out, and it was like something thumped me in the back of the head. And it was, it was like, I'm not saying that to, to go here now. It just felt like it was saying, not not go here now, but it's time for you to find me. And I, so I didn't, I don't know. That's that was the the first inclination that I had. I went home and tried to ignore it and do my normal things, but I couldn't get it out of my head. And it, the picture of this old Bible that I had and never read was just kept coming up in my head over and over again incessantly until I started reading it. So, yeah, I thought maybe I'm losing my mind and that could still be the case. You know, that could st- I I may have lost my stuff, but it's it's always led me to uh to keep to dig, to keep finding out what's behind all this. And every church I went to, I found out they were all flying by the seat of their pants. What do you say that to Chris or Liz? Either of you like to respond? Chris on the phone, looks like. Oh, Liz, how about you? What do you think about that? No one? Fine. So I have no. I, I oh, have yeah, a see, thought. See, yo. I just yeah. unmuted. I, wait, can I? <laughs> oh, go ahead. Wait, go ahead, Liz. No, I, I, I didn't really have anything. I mean, but I, he, I mean, that's cool. Can I ask one I wanted to comment on what happened prior to that. Because I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, so if you want to put me aside so y'all are done talking about this, then okay. But I wanted to comment on what happened prior to that. Can I ask oh, you... a question? 
Uh, one second, Demon James. Um, can, can, can I jump in real quick? Okay, fine. Now we have people. Yeah, yeah. Louv and Liz. No, it, it, and I, I, no I, was, I was just listening. I was just listening to him, and the, the thing that stuck out to me is that it looks like he, he um, the, the he gave he, he it's like he gave on the church or the people of the church. That's what it sounded like to me. Is that is that accurate or is that like? Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not I mean. sure. I understand what what the question was. There. Like you're focusing on people, so, not God. Like when you said they were flying by the seat of yeah. their pants, I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, are, oh, I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Every church I went to was interpreting the same book in different ways and pretending they had the truth and bad mouthing all the other churches that didn't believe their way. And it was it was universal. It was like every church I went to was it was cannibalism within Christianity is what it felt like. And it's based no, on the same. I completely disbelieve you. Well, I'm, I, I'm wondering about that. I don't think that. anything you just said is true. That's well, fine. I, I, I don't need you to believe me. Disbelieve you. That's fine. Well, what does that do for me? <clears throat> I'm just going to let you guys like hear me coughing without muting. Um, in a nicer way, I'm curious, too, because I mean, I, I've lived all over the country, and I've not once, either because I'm a terrible Christian in community and didn't stick around long enough, but, you know, I've, I've attended these churches. Um, I mean, I didn't go up and say, uh, you know, hey— um, four square church. What do you think about Catholics? Or hey, like you know, I didn't, I didn't like walk up to the pastor and give them a chance to badmouth other denominations. But I mean, you know, just in their in their day to day talking to people, in little small groups, like other denominations, like not once in my entire, which anecdotal, sure, um, my treks across the country ever came up. So like, did you just like wander into like Mormon temples, I've Jehovah's Witness buildings, or? Okay, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does, but I'm just wondering, like, for Will's experience, like that seems like you just went right to the bullseye, like step one, two, and three, or that's like somehow eluded me my whole life. So like, is it, is it like that? It like, did you, did you ask the preacher questions? Size. Like, what do you, well, hang on. Um, yeah. I mean, is it like, did you walk up to the, uh, the leaders or the pastor and be like, what do you think about other denominations? Or were they just like, hi, William, nice to meet you. Don't go to Catholics. They suck. Like, how did that come No, out? it was, it's couched in their, it's couched in their, in their sermons, it's couched in the way that they're interpreting it, saying that other, other Christian groups that believe this think that they're saved and think they have the truth, but they don't. They're, they're not directly calling out one church or another, unless, yeah. like, some I mean, do, Seventh-day Adventists are happy to, what does that mean yeah. to me? What does that matter to me? I, you keep saying that, like, that's supposed well, to matter, you that you disbelieve me. that I believe are lies. Okay, before be this gets that's, that's, okay, call me out, go ahead. Call me out. No, 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 I want him to call me Fine, out. You're a liar. Wait, wait, wait. Wow, I'm so I'm so impressed by your investigative abilities. Well, that escalated quickly. Uh, let's hear Liz, who apparently will split the difference, and she does have some experience. Yeah, because I've been to churches where, for instance, they'll say people want you to believe the prosperity gospel. Well, that's code for Pentecostal belief in prosperity gospel, and that you're going to get rich if you. Uh, get close to God. And so it's kind of taking, and sometimes they will even bring the same, you know, some of the scriptures up that get mentioned and they'll say, but that doesn't mean, you know, and it's true. I mean, we, we do have to be careful and be discerning. And I do hear churches that spend a lot more time uh, engaging with other doctrines than they do actually expounding the glory of God. So well, let's not get too contentious about this. Can I just give you all a list? Like Liz, Will, can I just give you guys a, a ton of static, man? We'll, we'll come to you in a second, though. But um, 
let me just give you a list of all the churches I've ever been to that are like preaching a little bit out the Bible. They're like, here's a little bit about John. This is what Jesus says, you know, don't suck at life, hearkening back to our early conversation with Michael. And then there's an altar call that says, hey, believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Commit to following him. Repent of your sins. Stop doing stuff you know is bad. And, um, you know, ask for eternal life and you'll be born again. And, you know, enjoy your new life in Christ. Come see us for, you know, to learn how to, you know, be a disciple and all this other stuff. would like to talk to you. Um, so, I mean, if I could give you guys those, I don't know if it's a little too late, but that's like all across the country. I don't know if I just pick churches that are like too easygoing, gospel-centered, but I mean, those are the ones I've stumbled into. So I don't know if that would help anyone, but I've I've not once, maybe some underhanded jabs, Liz, like from time to time, like I, I can't even recall an experience, but just, you know, maybe somewhere, but certainly nothing that stuck with me enough to remember. Uh, Fury, you want to say something? And, and then we'll, well James. actually, I've been waiting. Yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick, my yeah James has been waiting a long time, brother. Okay, James. Well, you said you had a question for Will. I have a feeling it's going to take us away from this topic that Fury probably wanted to speak to. But go ahead, James. Let's see if I'm right. Well, I don't want to upset you, Nate. If you wish me not to be in your room, you don't have to invite me up. Do so I sound upset? It, yeah, you do. It well, is I mean, that kind of. Well, I mean, that kind of made me upset. But before that, I wasn't. No, go it, ahead. It, it, you're accusing me of taking it off topic. It's actually on topic. Well, I said, let's see if I'm right. So, okay, go ahead. You just assured so, me it's on topic. So, Will. Um, I find you interesting, and I'm, I'm thanking you for sharing your experiences and your journey, right? So you mentioned um, in the, your initial introduction to the church, going to the church, you, you visualize something, go here, and you were questioning your mental state. So then you went down the path of checking out the church, comparing it to your interpretation of the Bible, and from me listening to you, it sounded like, and it seems I'm thinking correctly from understanding you, that you sound, you noticed that it's all up to interpretation. And then are you still questioning your mental state is, is my question. My mental state. No, I mean, I, I question whether I, what I'm experiencing is, is a, like a, something that's normal amongst people that I don't, that I don't know is supposed to be natural. Like, like you're, um, your instincts guiding you. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe it's it feels like it's external, but it's it's really just more the the clearer parts of my of my mind like instructing me to you know be honest with myself about things and keep seeking things. So I don't know that it was the a Holy Spirit or anything like that. I don't think that I'm crazy because I I went and got checked out. Oh, and, okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't I mean I wasn't even prescribed any medication or anything. I mean. It, it, so, you know, I was basically told to, to just explore my feelings on the thing and just, you know, be honest with myself. And if I feel like I'm um, being told to do anything harmful or anything like that, to come back and see them. But they, they nobody saw that there was anything wrong with me. My chemicals seem in check. Um, I never I didn't say anything apparently radical. I mean, I was honest. Excellent. Excellent. But so uh, where are you? Where are you currently on your journey? Of whether or not you... So I'm a theist. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Yeah, so, well, yeah, can I, cause this is interesting to me. So, you getting into Christianity started with essentially some sort of negative experience, and then 10 years later, you, you know, you got into it for 10 years, and then, then you left? Is that? Well, I mean, I, it wasn't a negative experience. It was like one of the most magical parts of my life. Like, I I'd never felt okay, like... So uh, I'm confused because there was, you made it seem you made it seem as if 
you know, you visualize something in your mind that was telling you to go here. You got a bump on the head, and the first church you go to is closed. And you made a comment. No, no, I mean, I went back to that church. Yeah. I went back to that church and joined that church for a while. Okay. And then, and then I was actually excommunicated from that church. They, they told me to leave <laughs> and never come back. Okay. What did you do to leave? get excommunicated why, from why a church? Okay, so I was while I was going to church, I was still reading the Bible. And I was taking notes because, like, in my mind when I was reading it, um, like this picture of my notebook would pop up in my head, but only at certain parts. And, again, it wouldn't go away until I would write the thing down that I was reading or, or my thoughts about it. And then it would go away and I would keep reading. But while I was studying, I was noticing that the sermons that sounded like, you know, like, I guess, fine to me in the beginning started to itch my brain because the things they were saying didn't match up with the scriptures that I was reading. You know, they would, they would preach about the 10 commandments and mention like eight of them and ignore a couple they didn't like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, so so, 10 years, wait, 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 wait. No, so it's not for ten years. In Christianity for ten years. Okay, not for ten years. Yeah. For how long? No, how just long were you? No, go 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 ahead. I, I didn't let you finish your question. That was my bad. Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying like, well, you're confusing me here because now now it's not ten years. How long were you a Christian? First of all. Okay. Overall, I was. I just recently, a couple months ago, uh, left Christianity, and I'd been a, um, a Christian for I, I want to say ten years is just a roundabout, but is is definitely longer than that it was probably about 13 but anyway okay, the, so, the thing is i went to one church and i was there for about that church i was talking about i was only there for about um maybe a year maybe eight months to a year before i addressed the pastor uh, i mean i went and, and, and scheduled a meeting with him off off you know church hours and we talked about it and uh i would i asked him some questions and he immediately got mad and told me to leave the church Right, so are, I have are you two basing your, your leaving? Wait, wait. Are you basing your leaving Christianity because of your interactions with the churches that you've gone to and how they interpret Scripture? A lot of it, but also, I mean, I've tested the the idea of the Holy Spirit too, because I, I realized that the text is is really hard to t trust anything that man gets his hands on, especially since the only thing that is attributed to God actually writing Himself in the Scriptures is the the tablets. The rest has been trusted to men. Um, so I didn't, I, you know, and then a lot of the stuff about the history behind where the myths come from and how they evolved got me a little nervous. But I was like, I can still trust. I can't even know for sure what Jesus did, but I could test this Holy Spirit idea. And so I went around for a while just talking to, to Christians and watching their responses to questions and whether they actually were filled with love or a need to defend and offend people who disagreed with them. And you can pretty much guess what I found. Well, I guess real quick. Uh, my first thing would be, how do you test the Holy Spirit by asking a bunch of imperfect humans who are guaranteed to fail at some point? So if they did something awesome nine times, the tenth time, they're certainly going to fail. So if that's a test, I don't know about that. But my, my question is, so how do you, you test you, the Holy um, Spirit then? Well, I mean, one says, don't, <laughs> don't test God. Um, so we can talk about that in a second. Mm. But my other questions I wanted to ask was, um, what, uh, I, I'm dying to know, what, what was the denomination and what were the questions you asked the pastor to get him to kick you out of the church. Was it like three or was it like 30? And he's just like, all right, go, you no, 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 it was, I think it was two. It, we only got to, we, we only got to two, but, uh, but those were the main, it was a Baptist. It was a Baptist okay. church. What were the questions? And, uh, okay. So Dr. Dale sat down with me and I asked him first, um, about hell. And I'm like, you know, why, why, 
Where do you find this idea that hell is something that is torturing people forever and ever? Like in this horrible, like, you know, environment, whatever it is. And he didn't try to even do the it's separation from God thing. He was like, because that's what sin deserves. And then I started, you know, I asked a little bit about, you know, man's ignorance and inability to, to be certain and why it would be punished so harshly, especially for all eternity since our lifetimes here are so short. You know, and in the grand scheme of things, that what we do here means little, and that that bothered him. But he he stuck to it, and he gave me Bible verses that really didn't support his 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 claim there. And then I asked him about the Ten Commandments and why we pick and choose which ones we want to talk about, specifically um, the, the the Sabbath one. And he got really he got really mad at me and called me a Judaizer told me I was trying to sheep steal or whatever. And I'm like, I, I, you're the only person I'm talking to about this. And, uh, yeah, but I said, and, okay. Well, so, uh, sorry. Go, go ahead. If you weren't done, I just half thought you were done. No, that's sufficient. No, that's sufficient. Well, go ahead. I mean, of course, you know, I, I would be a little biased, but I'd say if anyone hears that experience and thinks they should get out of Christianity because of it in the strongest possible terms, like I would hope even maybe like Michael would come along and be like, that's a not great reason. Like the only reason to not believe in a God is because you're like, yeah, I don't believe in a God. Not because okay, of but, what some but wait, where did, where did you get that God. from? Where did you get well, that you from? I didn't said, like how, how I didn't say that's born? hold, hold. I didn't say that's why I left Christianity. That happened in the first eight months of me being a Christian. I was still a Christian up until just a few uh, months ago. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so I didn't leave getting, because of that. I... Okay, well, I, was, I mean, I was basing that. Well, I mean, okay, less maniacal cackling. Hang on. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I was getting that from, you know, it seemed like you, you were talking about testing the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, you know, probably don't test God that way. But um, it, it seems like based on a lot of relationships with, with people who identify as Christians, and I'd say, I mean, that that seems to be a lot of the experience. Um, I mean, you know, look at look at people in the Crusades. Like, look at people who are burning witches in the name of God. Like, I'm sure, based on what you said, a lot of people would be like, we're getting out of Christianity because of what these people are doing in the name of God. Well, that has nothing to do with God. That has everything to do with awful, terrible people. Um, so, I mean, that, that's where I was getting that, because it seemed like this experience was isolated. But it seems like a lot of it, like, you know, talking about the people with the Holy Spirit and the answers they gave and whether they're defensive. So, anyways, it seemed like what you said, correct me if I'm wrong, it had a lot to do with how people, how Christians act and not so much about, you know, between you and this God you were questioning. That, that's why I will. So correct Can me if I'm wrong. Can right, I Sabbath issue? It, okay. uh, respond, Will, and then, yeah. Go ahead and respond, Will, and then we'll get there's nothing. There's nothing. No, it's fine. It'll hold. Go ahead. I, uh, I Fury actually, is also... Oh, well, yeah, go ahead, Liz. Sorry. <clears throat> I think I hate that term, Judaizer. I never heard that until a couple of months ago, and I just it just irks me because it just feels like it's another way to... Just say what you mean instead of using words. And I feel like a lot of schooled Christians use certain words in a uh, and they form a defense when they've decided somebody is one of those things. So the Sabbath question is actually a very legitimate one. And um, Jesus did not say that we should not. Uh, participate in the Sabbath. Uh, I, I actually, when I first became a Christian, it was one of my core issues. I, I actually um, explored some churches. There are churches that do celebrate the Sabbath on the Saturday. Um, but one thing that I I did learn because um, 
and the thing that, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm all over. So the thing that bugged me was it was like, you know, you're reading Acts and then like just one day everybody just worshiped on Sunday. So now we're, we're going to, everybody celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday and it kind of bothered me. Well, uh, one thing I've learned is, first of all, when I go to church, it's not necessarily my Sabbath. I'm not always, um, I'm worshiping God, but I'm not always uh, resting in the spirit in that in that moment. Um, so I can still celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday if I choose. It's, uh, Jesus was specifically a lot of, it seemed to me, commenting when um, people, for instance, were getting angry with him for, for committing, performing miracles on the Sabbath. Um, I guess his, I think his, his premise was that we need to look at the spirit of what's, of what's occurring. Um, there were so many times in the Jewish community at that time when the, from what I understand, the Pharisees did a lot of uh, validating um so if something was a Sabbath day journey, they, uh, you could only go a, a mile out of past your residence on the Sabbath. So they would literally decide, oh, well, I'm going to put a pair of pants over here on this rock. And now this rock is my residence so I can go a little further. And they would find these ways, these little loopholes. Um, so I think he said the Sabbath was created for man, not the other way around. It, we, we, I don't think Jesus ever said that we should uh, go against and not um, do the Sabbath. And I do think you had a point in that a lot of churches do not emphasize the Sabbath. And when you look in the law and the prophets and you look at what some of these prophets, that was one of the main things that they were talking about is you're not honoring the Sabbath. We need to be resting on that seventh day, and I, I firmly believe that. So I thought that was good that you asked that question. Um, and then I guess I, on the other hand, would you know push back a little bit um, when you know Jesus fulfilled all the law and all the prophets. So while the Sabbath and all these other laws were very important, Jesus fulfilled it. So it's like done. So we're keeping essentially keeping the seventh by our faith in Christ. Um, and like Paul talks about, which you know guys of men. So if you, if you truly believe that people watched Jesus and saw Jesus and couldn't accurately write down what they saw, then I, I guess that's your, that's your stance. Um, I would say, you know, that should also apply to a lot of other historical things that, you know, wasn't autobiographies, but, you know, people and other people wrote down what they saw. I guess we should also throw that out to be fair. Um, but, you know, Paul talks about like, look, don't, who are you to judge another man's servant? Like his own master is going to make him stand or fall. And, you know, the Lord will make him stand. So he's talking about like the larger context is some people esteem one day of importance over another, like the Sabbath. And another person esteems all days the same because they give God the same reverence all, all the time. So basically he says, stop bickering and stop war. I think he called this is the part where he calls it cancer. He says like, stop quarreling over words and genealogies and all this other non-essential stuff. Like it's a cancer and rules ruins all who hear. I mean, there's some biblical wisdom, like everyone, like once I know you're all agreeing, like a lot of these topics are absolute cancer and worthless to all who hear. And as far as the Christian perspective, it's absolutely unnecessary um, for the ultimate point of the Bible um, from a non-Christian perspective. Well, I guess someone could tell me. Um, but yeah, well, we want to respond to Liz or me or any of that. <clears throat> I didn't hear a question in there. 
No, just just respond. Not a question. It was what are your Oh, okay. On? Well, that was that was the that was the question that I asked my pastor because <laughs> I like Liz had had discovered by reading that there was just no authorization to change this thing and it was like the only one that had the word remember in it. And I was like, well, that's strange. And then, of course, I'd read that there would be many that said, you know, that they were Jesus's. And he said, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know you. But whatever, I got I got uh, I got booted for um, trying to Judaize, apparently, by bringing that up. And that was such a big deal. They told me to leave and my family and not not come back. And so uh, but it was weird. Like a couple of days later, I was just going on the road listening to AM radio. And, and, and it's, you know, like some of the people in the in your chat there have, have surmised what rang true to me was the Seventh Day Adventist, because at least that thing that I had seen that didn't match up was being done there. Of course, when I went to be a Seventh Day Adventist, and I was for for quite some time, they were great people, but they were legalists, and um, there wasn't a whole lot of grace being taught there. And then they brought the Ellen White thing in, and I was like, okay, I'm out, I'm out. You want me to be a vegetarian? Yeah. You're saying a bunch of stuff that I can't prove from the scripture, and you really revere this Ellen White lady and call her a prophetess. That's just too far. And so, so I left there, and you know, and I and I just I just tried different churches, and I go to different churches and speak to their the the pastor or in Catholic churches like the whatever priest I could get a hold of, and I would talk to them. And I mean, the answers that I got and the avoidant techniques that that I was seeing, like every time, trying to avoid questions and give half answers that all boil down to have faith or trust the book or trust this interpretation of the book, it it got exhausting. And of course, Nate, you know that you and I were were, were on the – like in the great debate community doing this all the time, and I knew that I was supposed to give reasons for my faith. But I got challenged by questions, and and a lot of times I would defend as well as I could, but then I would think about it later and go, you know, I'm not being honest. I'm not. I don't know the things that I'm claiming to know. I believe them, but I can't prove them to anyone else. And so, and it just led to me continuing to ask, what do I really know? What can I know? And what is just hearsay in me assigning this to the phenomenon that I've seen in my life? Well, and I mean, that's that's I, I mean, kind of the best I. Can as much as I'd love to get you on my couch and psychoanalyze you, I mean, let me just, I don't know, give you an example, right? So, I mean, there's plenty of things we don't know. Like, I can't pull God out of the sky and let people poke his brain. Even if he could, people still wouldn't believe. Like, even if people could, then they'd have a million reasons. Like, oh, how could a God possibly demonstrate himself to us like that? Oh, that can't happen. Like, I mean, you know, people saw Jesus doing miracles in front of them, yet they said, well, we can't deny it, so uh, the devil did it. So, I mean, you know, no matter what, I mean, there's some things you cannot prove. I mean, that's... A claim of the Bible without faith, it's impossible to prove God. So no matter how much historically, archaeologically, um, textually, we can absolutely prove and be like, here, this is a gold medallion where you said Pontius Pilate would not exist, yet here it is. Let me hit you in the head with it. There. See, you can test it. It's tangible. Oh, okay, um, so but Nate. Of things. I'm like, well, well, hey, I, I was going to like read these things because you said there's no way to justify the thing about the Sabbath. Let me just explain, for example, what I believe and why I believe it. And then people can say whatever they want. Take it or don't. This is quick. I'll I'll try to get through it quick. It's only three verses. Romans 14. One person esteems it one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in their own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the other who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So that's talking about like how how the Sabbath is not to be strictly kept, uh, kept if you're in Christ. And it goes on to say, I'll try to be quick. 
Um, that is my room, but I'll still try to be fair. Um, Colossians 2.16, therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food or drink or with regard to a festival or new moon or the Sabbath. These are a shadow of things to come, uh, but substance of things belongs to Christ. So he's saying that all these other things point to Christ who fulfilled all the law and all the prophets. So last one, Galatians 4.9. But you've come to know, now you've come to know God or rather be known by God. How can you turn your back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to become once more? You observe days and months and years and seasons. And he's talking about how everything points to Christ. So it's like, how are you going to go back and keep the Sabbath and all these other laws? This is like the argument Paul and Peter had where Peter was, try, Peter was trying to say people have to get sacri uh, circumcised, all this again. He's like, all these things were laws and the prophets and things that pointed to Christ. Now that Christ has come, you've got the fulfillment of this by believing in Christ. How are you going to go back again to these things? Okay. Um, anyways, so that would be an example of me explaining what I believe and why I believe it, biblically based. But then if someone's like, ah, I don't care, I don't believe it. Well, make your own choice. You have to live your life. May I comment? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, Nate, please don't. I'm not trying to be critical of you, but sometimes it feels like you listen and you already have an idea of how you're going to respond. And you, you don't completely engage with what the person is actually saying. So I don't believe that this gentleman was coming at it from a judgmental perspective. And you may have your convictions about the Sabbath, but I thought that his question was a legitimate one. And to simplify it and, and just sort of give a pat answer of what you're, where you're at with your conviction doesn't really speak to this man who is behaving like a Berean also and comparing scripture with scripture and seeking. And I think that's beautiful. And I think you do, you do deserve encouragement for that. And I don't believe that your faith is completely lost. I believe that you are just trying to find answers and maybe some of the hurt that you received from the church has caused you to even back away more, but you need to know that I don't believe that you are, that your faith is completely lost. Okay. And I can I uh, good. Well, that was well said. Well, oh, I just wanted to, well, yeah, I just want to say, uh, Will, I mean, yeah, I think you're a big boy. I think we've been friends a while. So if I gave you bad feels by preemptively jumping in there, um, you know, maybe it's a blessing and a curse. So, you know, I, I'm open to criticism. Um, you know, maybe it sounds like I was too snappy, but I mean, I don't know. Is it good that my brain works 90 miles an hour? I don't know. But I was just trying to relate that because you said you didn't, uh, you know, you um, felt like you were trying to explain things and you, you didn't really know and you couldn't prove it. So I was trying to give you a real life answer of me doing that just now. So it's like I can't prove what I just said. I, I you know, but I, I believe it. This is my <clears throat> convictions. This is yeah. the answer I had. So, I mean, if so, I so... went a completely different way. Yeah, my bad. And then we'll get you're good, man. Go ahead. You're good. I like you just the way you are. <clears throat> Thank you. I like you too. <laughs> Look at everybody getting along. That's so nice. Uh, sheep. Yeah, what do you yeah. want to say, sheep? I, I want to say, I, I think I've, I've talked to many Christians that either are like on the edge of like struggling with what Will is struggling with and uh, Christians that have kind of left because of <clears throat> things that have been said in the church. Um, 
I'm I'm actually uh, fostering like four kids from one person who has struggled in the church because of um, uh, many many behaviors and also like just questioning you know the the uh, responsibility of the pastor in the church and stuff like that uh, and got kicked out of the church and stuff like that and eventually she felt like um, of course a mom she felt like that you know the spirit have left her and that he is no longer with her and stuff like that. Um, and then there are other people that would, uh, you know, associate with that. And I think, Will, you, you kind of nailed it when you say the Seventh-day Adventist, because uh, I know I have friends like that, too. Um, I think the, the concept of what Nate is trying to emphasize is uh, when we are focused on the law, you, you kind of stick to, you know, those legalistic view that everybody have to stick with. <laughs> Right. And the extra measurement of like, oh, you can't walk extra steps uh, on, on the Sabbath because, you know, that's considered work and you can't do this and that and that. Right. Um, like like Paul says, uh, and I think Corinthians or I, I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but he said to well, it wasn't us, that all, bad. all things are. Huh? Yeah, it wasn't uh, quite no, that no, extreme. Yeah, no, no. I, I was kind of ex- exaggerating a little bit because I know some of my seven day Adventists are very extreme to that point where they won't they won't even like leave the house sometimes but um like uh again like paul says all things are lawful but not all things are helpful to to us christians right um and and those things are lawful is the sabbath day and all those things eating of the food and all those that he later on uh, explains to us why because those don't define us right as christians it's what defines us is how our relationship goes with christ and another thing I wanted to mention also what Jesus said from his own word. What is it a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Uh, and that I think that is more concerned about your soul than about what you do and what you have to do. Um, and and I, I, do, I do get you, Will, especially with like pastors nowadays. <laughs> when they don't have the answer, they kind of try to shame you. And I, that's what they did to this lady. Um, and they try to like put you in the back seat. Uh, so you don't question all their uh, ideas and what they're saying. But I would encourage you to continue questioning uh, just yourself, right? Christianity is a personal responsibility. Uh, and so that you have to go search your heart and yourself and, um, and, and you know, you have to stand before God later on to, you know, to answer that. So it's, it's your own responsibility to search the scripture. I'm, I'm not and afraid to understand. And oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Um, what, uh, well, whether you're afraid or not, what I'm saying is like, you know, uh, like First uh, Timothy says that, you know, uh, don't listen to what the pastor is saying. Search and seek uh, what is really being taught. And if anyone's teaching outside, contrary to the gospel or what we thought, let him be accursed. So there's many, many, many uh, scriptural references to what you're trying to say that uh, we can ask personal uh, individuals. We can search the scripture and know. Uh, because that's what's going to be uh, we're going to be answering to uh, in the day of judgment, according to Christianity. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Uh, thoughts, Will? Or well, I mean, I didn't lose. We'll I didn't. Some other people. I didn't lose my faith in whatever's leading me. I just lost faith that I had made the correct decision to assign that to the God of the Bible. That was a more of a cultural decision just because it led me there first. I think that it was teaching me and it led me there first because that was my culture. 
and that that was something that I could relate to. But then it 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 started leading me through the churches, and then it, now through the doctrine, examining why this book, why why this, and then looking at the other myths and comparing them. And I know I, I don't want to mean to offend anybody by calling it myths, but it mythos, you know, like the the, the stories, the traditions. We are talking about things that happened two thousand years ago and and more. So I mean it, but here's the thing: I don't feel like I need to worry about God judging me. I have sought Him, and I keep following the thing that guides me. And if the thing that's guiding me is not God, it sure is working harder than the God. Well, okay. So I mean, not to not to be um, patronizing, but I mean, you know. What if the thing working very hard to lead you away from Christianity is, I don't know, the devil? I mean, you know, the, the, then, the amount then of the effort devil, exerted. <laughs> yeah. Then then the amount of effort that whatever whatever it is, that effort is seems more important to whatever's guiding me than I mean, and whatever it is hasn't identified itself, but it certainly doesn't lead me to do wrong. In fact, it's led me to confess things that I've done wrong and to try and adopt a code of honesty, uh, despite nope. how it's gonna make me look. That is interesting, um, but under the Christian paradigm, right, the devil doesn't need evil people. Like, you know, the devil only needs someone, you know, the devil could guide someone straight to Christianity if it's one that doesn't, you know, affirm Jesus' death, resurrection, Lord and Savior, you know, the gospel. If, if it's like, you know, an offshoot of Christianity or something like that that's like, no, Jesus is a created being or, you know, Jesus isn't really God or Jesus, you know, doesn't need to die and save you. Everyone's going to heaven. It's universal Christianity. Um, so, I mean, you know, real, I mean, the devil from for the christian perspective can get really really close he can make you a good philanthropist a good moral person by worldly standards um as long as he you don't you know confess christ follow christ believe christ is your risen savior then the devil i mean could have someone up there in the pulpit preaching a christian message um so anyways from our standpoint i would just consider that and uh, anyway so i would say as far as you know the christian paradigm I mean, you know, God sacrificed himself for whosoever believes so that whole seek and find. I mean, yeah, I mean, at a, at a point like, you know, do a little seeking, soul searching. And I'm just talking just to you. I know you said you're done that or you're doing that. But I would say I would say that. So, I mean, you know, the devil could quite lead, you know, literally, well, be an angel of light or disguise himself as an angel of light um, and just lead you really, really close to Jesus. But as long as you never actually make that step, he would be happy. But I. I uh, Michael, go ahead, and then I want to see what Nori had, and Eddie had to say. That's fascinating. So here's so so the first question that popped into my brain is so then at its root, and, and you know, and I I know you'll you won't be anything but honest. So at the root, is Satan leading me? Oh, I, I I don't know. I think either um either you know some malevolent spiritual entity is subtly guiding you, or you're just like. Um, they're like, oh yeah, we don't need to focus on Michael. Like he does, he doesn't believe in a God all, you know, by his own, by his own heart, by his own will. He doesn't. So, you know, hands off when no one needs to touch him. Let's go focus on some Christian who's deciding whether or not to, you know, turn to prosperity gospel and call for a G6 from his audience. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no way to answer that. We could say there's some spiritual entity, like subtly guiding you to the world of, of, you know, to, to away from God, or you're doing that all by itself. I, I mean, I think those are pretty, pretty much the options. Okay, but it's interesting though, right? Because I mean, you know, I spent a lot, I spent a lot of time talking to Christians, right? So there's a part of me, you know, like to play <laughs> devil's advocate. Um, it'd be like, it's like we, we actually maybe we should pay some close attention to Michael because he spends a lot of time around believers, and he might get convinced. <laughs> um, 
I don't know how to respond to that. We should pay close attention to Michael because he spends a lot of time, like what, from an atheist standpoint? Like your atheist people were like wary of you because you you could rub no, off. No, no, that, no, no, that maybe like, you know, the like Satan and the demons are like, you know, actually, we need to pay some close attention to Michael because he spends so much time talking to believers. He doesn't believe now. But if he spent, he spent all this time with believers, he might end up believing. And we don't want him on Team God. Oh, well, I mean, who knows? I don't know the mind of the devil. I mean, I, I have no idea. Um, you know, however, however that comes about. But I mean, I'd, I'd say right now, um, you know, you deny the supernatural. So, um, yeah, who knows? It's like Paul Harvey, right? Like if I were the devil, um, I would wait until someone actually recognizes some sort of spiritual world or entertains some sort of spirituality, because without that, there is no reason to mess with anyone. Um, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe they just want to, like, you know, put some tax into your feet um, for fun because, I don't know, they're evil. But um, I, I would say that. So there's no real way to answer that. Could be, could not be. But, uh, Nori, you've been up here for a while. Or Eddie. Oh, Eddie's gone. Nori, what's up? Do you have anything to say? Question, comment? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for letting me, uh, welcoming me to the stage. Uh, yeah, I just have a question. But it's not to what you guys are talking about. So I'm not sure if you want to conclude that. Then come back to my question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm wondering, right? Because, you know, uh, I understand that a person might be brought up as a Christian or a Muslim. Like I'm a Muslim myself, being brought up as a Muslim. But then you reach an age where you see polemics and, you know, people, disbelievers or other claims of God. So then you would have to, you know, uh, research your religion you know be sure like at least this is how i did it so then my question to you is you know after having this phase uh did you stick with christianity because you believe it's the best option out there or is it based on independent reasoning oh can i answer this one nate oh well i mean i guess since you asked me right after me i'll be clear um because i believe it's correct I mean, I believe it's correct. Like the, the gospel, the most important thing, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, uh, God's ability to give us eternal life freely for anyone who wants it. I mean, not only does it sound like a pretty decent thing, not a lot of effort on my part, except, you know, believing and repenting and all that. But I mean, as far as the work being done, I don't have to pay money. I don't have to like learn a whole lot. I just have to have faith and exercise and seek this God directly. Um, so, I mean, not only does it sound kind of appealing, I actually happen to believe it's correct. Um, so, so, I mean, that's, that's why for me, um, I believe. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, can I clarify yeah. my question? Because maybe it's a bit misunderstood. I, I was going to yeah, clarify, and then Chris will answer. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, what I meant is, is it independent reasoning? As in, did you find this reason to believe in Christianity in Christianity? Or was, there, or was it more of an ideology of, uh, you know, Christianity is the best option or the best uh, religion to God available to us, therefore is true. So I wanted to understand the foundation of your reasoning. So I was an atheist, and I come to Christianity through a miracle to me. Now, after that miracle, I knew that a God exists. I just didn't know exactly which God it was. So for me to understand the scripture that God was revealing to me, I did the same studying as you did, Nuri. And I studied the Quran and I studied the Bible. But I, I noticed that when I studied the Bible, that through multiple attestations, they were all telling the same story. Over 40 different authors were telling us the same story. 
over thousands of years of people. And then I also looked at the evidence that we have for the New Testament and the apostles. And I noticed that Polycarp, Ignatius, Clement of Rome, who were followers of the apostles, quoted the New Testament in their writings. So the New Testament had to exist at the time that these men existed. So I believe that the New Testament goes right back to the apostles because we actually have the chain of authorship to prove it, and we have the archaeological evidence to substantiate our religion. That's why I believe in Christianity. Uh, there you go, North. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, so, like for me, when I was a Christian, it wasn't any of that. Um, I, I, I felt what I believe was an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's what convinced me. Yeah. So, I, mean, I would say, so just go ahead. Well, well, I mean, for me, I, I just say between what Chris said, um, what uh, what Chris said naturally with what we have tangibly. And what Michael said, metaphysically, supernaturally, I would say all of that is the total existence. Like if I, if Jesus said, you know, seek and you'll find and, you know, pray to him directly. And I, I did all this stuff and, um, you know, everything looked the same. I'm not saying some like divine, like, you know, light out of the sky or anything like that. But there's just something that really resonated with this Bible, with these scriptures that make them, it's like a, a, a testament that they are true. They are God's words. They are God's will for us. Um, so it's, it's why I believe the Bible over some other holy book that I do not have any resonance with um so I'd, I'd say it's it's tangible and a spiritual side of thing go ahead Nori. uh yeah yeah thanks for the answer it gave me a bit of clarification uh but maybe you know i'll, I'll try to be more specific so what i understood so far from chris is that he quoted multiple testimonies you know stating that this was true I doubt that this is his only this is is you know his only reasoning because then you would be a Hindu because there would you know 1.5 billion Hindus or you would be you know any other religion that is a majority if it's based on purely testimony that this is true so I understand I'm not saying that this is his only reasoning but there's a bigger idea of what do you, how do you believe that everything that is said for example in the Bible or everything that is said in the church history, if you're a, you know, follow the tradition as a Catholic, I'm not sure. So how do you know everything that is said is true or infallible in other means? I, I think that I did give an answer, but I think that you may have misrepresented what my answer was. Uh, because when I was talking about the 40 different authors over thousands of years describing the same story, I wasn't talking about lots of Christians just saying they love Jesus and they believe in Jesus. That wasn't what I was saying. For the authors, uh, the authors of the Bible, the people that wrote the books, those are the people that I was talking about when I was talking about the 40 authors over thousands of years saying the same thing. That's what I was saying. But I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, it's also yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I don't want to go into scripture. Okay, uh, you know, the Gospels do say different things. I think this is admitted in Christian scholars, right? You have D.C. Parker and many, scripture, you know, Christian scholars that have tried to reconcile the contradictions. 
the differences in stories. There are differences, many differences in the gospel. No, you're Without completely going, ignorant. Just, just a second, though, Gary. Now we're going to get into a corruption in the Bible, and there's no corruption. There's just, Now, Muslims don't understand, but there is a difference between a difference in a story and a contradiction in a story. Just because there's a difference in a story does not mean that there's a contradiction in the story. Chris, for reference, I got to, I got to, I counted to one in my head before you jumped in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, so, I mean, that's I'm not, just, I'm not going well, I mean, that's just the easy thing to clean up, right? It's like, you know, if, if people like putting the Bible together, whenever they got all the scriptures and they're like, okay, guys, let's make a Bible. We want people to really believe this stuff. And, you know, we don't, we don't care that we think this is inspired word of God and let the Holy Spirit guide them and figure them out how to navigate this and, you know, all this. We just want to take it upon ourselves to make all, cross all the T's, dot all the I's. So how are we going to do this? All right. Um, let's do what, you know, our predecessors, uh, you know, the predecessors 600 years in the future will do with the Qurans, where they were all different and they wanted people to have a unified one. They took all the ones that had discrepancies and they burned them. So if the people wanting to make the Bible, you know, a couple thousand years ago said, OK, we, we see a difference here. Some people could take this as a contradiction. We are council council. We absolutely know that there's no difference because, you know, we, we were alive or we have people who are alive or, you know, that we have tradition or we have writings from people like Polycarp going back. So we know the explanation. We know how there's no contradiction here. But that could be confusing for some people millennia away. So why don't we just burn all the copies um, and edit this so everything makes sense and there's no way to misinterpret that? I mean, that would have been the easiest, most logical thing to do. Um, so the fact that they didn't do that, like they did with the Quran, peace be upon it, um, is a good testament to their their trusting in God. And it was, and they also had an interpretation, understanding that there were were no contradictions, there were no errors. Like otherwise, they're putting out what they know is a fallible just contradiction ridden book and why should they expect anyone to follow the religion or the people of that time had a very different understanding than people who today say there's contradictions so i mean that just seems logically um very easy to not have a problem with um because if it was a problem then they would have edited it so it was not a problem but they didn't so there isn't yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We didn't have a council of Nicaea, and the Quran didn't burn for discrepancies. But the issue, my my point was, <laughs> that's a was, complete lie. Was not, so Nori, not with if the you actually were my issue true, was, why are you cutting me off? You actually, Nori, you actually, I am going to cut you. My issue is not with the contradictions. Nori, my issue is you claim that there are no differences. That's the point, man. It's not, get, it's not, get, I'm not going get to get your point out here. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, start over. My, get your my point, point out. is not to go Whoa. into the contradictions. <laughs> Listen to the mod. Start again, get your point out of your mouth, and then Chris will call you ignorant and tell you why you're a demon possessed by Satan, and then we'll move on to the next person. So go ahead, Nori. Uh, start over, get your point out of your mouth. No problem. So what I was saying is that we didn't have a council of Nicaea, you're right, and there was no discrepancies from the Quran from the beginning. You're right on those two aspects. But what Chris is saying, I wasn't pointing out that, oh, you have contradiction. He made a claim that 40 authors said the same thing. I said, no, your Bible says otherwise. Your scholars say otherwise. I was parroting your scholars. Okay. Uh, That's so all no, I was doing. Chris, here's here's so how I didn't finish, but I haven't spoken for a minute. Right? You don't so what you described, Nate, yeah, what, Nate, what you described <clears throat> is the Council of Nicaea of, you know, editing and so on. That didn't happen in Islam, I agree. But that's a different point. 
Okay, so yeah. it wasn't the Council of Nicaea, but yeah. Uh, so Chris R., tell him why he is a servant of Satan. Well, so so Jesus here's the thing: is if he was actually honest instead of being completely dishonest and a liar, what he would have said was, "I only investigated Islam. I did not investigate Christianity, nor have I ever read any Christian scholars on the subject." And so, had he been honest with us at the outset, we could have had a like a pretty good dialogue. Instead, he came in here lying, making claims, and then backing up his claims with more lies, and then you know appealing to quote unquote Christian scholars who say there are contradictions. Everything he said so far has been completely disingenuous, and the reason that I was cutting you off is because. You are just continuing to lie and continuing to be disingenuous, and it's not a productive conversation. So I really don't care about hearing from you ever again. Excuse right, me, Slick, didn't, didn't? Oh yeah, go ahead. Will. Did, I was just going to say, Chris, aren't you the same guy that made those accusations about me earlier too? Yep, do you just sure do this am. with everyone? Yeah. Or? No, I just okay. Do it so that just that's just part of your stick. No, it's not part of my stick. Ask Michael. I don't call Michael a liar. I think you're a liar. Every room has a guy a like that. Well. Can I oh, ask uh, Chris Claus a question? Jesus kind of had a disciple like that. <laughs> uh, can, can I ask Chris Claus a question? Uh, yeah, and then I wanted to say hi to Slick. Go, go ahead, James. So, so Chris, you mentioned that you were an atheist prior, and then that something convinced you, and I think you said a miracle convinced you, to, and then you said that you know God is uh, real. What was that miracle that convinced you, and how do you know that God is real? Yeah, so James, I said it was a miracle to me. Did you get that part? But yes, it was a miracle to me. Yeah, I, did, um, I, I did. was an atheist. Okay, I so did. I was an atheist. We were at a camp. Um, yeah. My buddy threw, we were throwing gas onto a campfire. The last time he did it, it retracted to the cup. He dropped the cup. The the fire ignited over to the gas can. He grabbed it. He threw it at uh, an opening. I was standing there. The gas can hit me. Gas went up and down me. I engulfed in flames. I rolled about 30 yards. I had two or three 22, 23-year-old guys standing over top of me crying, thinking I was going to die, putting me out with two garden hoses. And then after they put me out, uh, they put me into a tub. And in the tub, I had to wait there because there was a lot of drugs at the house, so we couldn't call the cops or an ambulance because a lot of people would have went to jail. So I had to wait until I was uh, not hurting enough so that a friend of mine could drive me to the hospital. And then when I got to the hospital, I was burnt so bad. Um, I'm not sure if you know the old Umbro shorts. They used to be the old soccer shorts. Oh, oh they, they ended up... To you? Yeah, they melted into my leg. So they had to do a skin graft from one part of my body to that part. And we all know what part of body they take it from. So the doctors told me that I was always going to have scars. Um, at the point that I went into the hospital, I was about 85% scarred. And today, I do not have one scar in my body. And within 18 months of being set on fire, I did not have one scar in my body. And I could only attribute that to a miracle to me. Cool. Thank you for sharing your experience. Uh, how, does, how does that equal God? As I said, it was a miracle to me. Did you it's, ask it's, God for the miracle okay, and you. then it Oh, yes. Uh, hang on, oh, I, I, went, I went past that part in the story. So while I was in the tub, 
that's when I finally spoke to God for the first time. And I said, just give me one sign and I'll walk with you for the rest of my life. And that was the sign that he gave me. Uh, Slick, what's up? And I, I'm going to have to run here in just a second, but uh, yeah, Slick. And then we'll, we'll come back to William to finalize this. What's up, Slick? Did you want to say anything? Yeah. Um, can you hear me, boys? Yes. Yeah, that's very nice. So I had a question about the contradictions. That's why I actually raised the hand. So um, the discussion was about like, there's like seeming contradictions versus performative contradictions. So it was more likely either paradoxes or real contradictions, right, in, in the conversation. And like people were telling that like Muslims don't want to acknowledge that. But I have a question. So basically, I'm an atheist. I'm going to say that like from the get-go. And I'm, I have a question about like Christianity. There are like multiple different like performative contradictions when it comes to like Christian doctrines. Uh, it doesn't matter like which denomination you're going to take. Most of them have them. So... I have a question. How do you actually work those contradictions out, or do you have, um, do you have like, a, do you not care about performative contradictions when it comes to believing the core concept itself? So for me, I'd, I'd love to hear, <laughs> Chris, if you can dunk yourself in a bucket of water real fast. I'd love to hear your answer. But I mean, <clears throat> when we go through all the perceived contradictions, more times than not. Um, if you just read in context, like just read, you know, it may take a paragraph, it may take a couple of verses before or after, but yep. a lot of contradictions immediately clear themselves. I mean, you're like, oh, I get it. And you don't have to do any interpretation. You just let the Bible speak for itself. Sometimes you may have to read a whole chapter, um, but mm -hmm. a lot of times they just clear themselves up. Other times um, you may need to, I don't know, Google something and be like, what's wrong with this? And you'll find some like scholar or Christian scholar who will say, well, you know, this uh, manuscript, this or this and this. And you're like, oh, OK, that makes sense. That's not a problem. Like there, there's never been a, quote, contradiction. Um, that's just that. I, I mean, otherwise, if I if I really I believe there's a contradiction, well, ha well, hang on. Do you honestly think I don't know the stuff you're going to say? You, you may surprise me. But, you know, the point is when someone brings up a, con a perceived contradiction, I've never had one that just wasn't like easily explained. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, if I honestly believe the Bible had a contradiction that I had to like do mental gymnastics and all kinds of stuff to force it to fit, um, that would be the time I said, okay, guys, I believe this is a contradiction legitimately. Um, the Bible is not the inerrant word of God. This has nothing to do with my salvation. I can be a Christian and believe the Bible has some errors and I trust God to lead me in, you know, to the correct path and to know where contradictions are. So, I mean, if I believed there was contradictions, it's not like this. I have to have a totally perfect Bible. Um, I just believe I have a totally inerrant Bible because I haven't found any errors in it. So that, that's what I would say. Um, so the reason I, I, I guess I'm saying I don't need the Bible to be inerrant. I just see the Bible as inerrant. Um, anyway, I, I would love to hear Chris's thought. Or, or, yeah, I don't know yeah, how much so time we have. Well, Slick, you're saying what a performative, con what is a performative contradiction? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, so there's a distinction between contradictions, right? There's uh, paradoxes and like performative contradictions are. For example, cool. What is a I performative to, contradiction? Say, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to explain. So you kind of have to understand one to understand the other. So that's that's what I'm trying to get at. So let's say if I was to say that I live, but I don't live, at its face value, it seems like a contradiction, is a performative contradiction, but. It's actually a paradox. I could mean that, like, I live physically, but I don't live a worthy life. But when I'm going to say, let's say, 
P and not P, and I only mean by P, P, and not P by not P, then it's a performative contradiction, as in contradiction which physically cannot be worked out. As in, let's say, I'm a married bachelor, for example, and I mean that I'm married and not married at the same time. Okay, so you're just saying a difference between a logical contradiction and an apparent contradiction just based on language. Yes? Sure, you could say that as well. Okay, so... so there are no logical contradictions in the scripture, and we don't have to deal with that. That so you asked how we deal are. with that. Okay, well, cool. You say there are. I say there aren't. That's how we deal with it. You're wrong. I'm right. Boom. Done. Yeah. Well, like, can I have? Like, can I ask? Like, hold on. Hold on. Look, can I something else? Because yeah, he said, let me let me get the question out, and you can go. Well, it's like slick. You're trying to say that you cannot be alive and unalive at the same time. What reference were you referring to? No, that's a paradox. Like, um, I gave like an example of paradox in that case. Like, Can you give an example uh, from the Bible that you believe is a logical contradiction? There's, I don't think there's, yeah, sure. I can give that, but like live and not live, it's not in the Bible. I just came up with randomly. So in the Isn't Bible, the for example. Isn't the a logical contradiction? Can't you just go with that directly? No, 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 stop. <laughs> That's not a contradiction. That's an error in principle of identity. At first, you have to know what, what you're speaking of to say that. So, <laughs> like the contradiction example... You don't know you're talking to much. I know exactly who I, who, what I'm speaking about. So, if I'm going to say that, like, um, God is outside of space and time and God caused creation to be, that's a contradiction, for example, which is a performative contradiction which cannot be worked out, for example, Chris. That's ridiculous. Like, like ridiculous on its face. The whole thing Chris, right there is Chris? the whole thing right there is I haven't spoken at all to them this time of The whole so thing it about is, it is. Hang on, guys, just one, just, just one second. I only get I only get the mod being every once in a while. Oh, I'm sorry again. about that, Michael. Oh, oh no way. Yeah, so no, anyway, I just want to say that Nate said he'll be right back. So I, I am very careful. I am very careful in here when Nate uh, when Nate does this. Um, so I just wanted to you know say that yeah you know, you know godless heathen here, but you know uh, I'm gonna just you know wait for for Nate to come back. Everybody try to be respectful. The one thing I just want to say because I just have the power now. I'm just kidding. Um, is okay. um, Chris? I think it I think it might be a little too dismissive to say that there aren't scholars who think there are biblical contradictions. Um, there there are. Uh, one would one would be Bart Ehrman, but um, what I would say is you you don't respect his scholarship, right? Like, you, and I've heard you say, you know, quote-unquote liberal scholars before. Yeah. But to say that scholars don't think there are contradictions in the Bible might be a little too dismissive, because there are scholars. You just don't think that there are... Elaine Pagel. I have a favorite to ask. Like, I don't find... I don't can, find we, can we speak of my contradiction, which I provided? Like, it's a specific example, which I... Yeah, I mean, it's just dumb. Discuss. Like, I don't even know where to begin. But, like... Instead of, so, instead of so saying like, that it's dumb, say, like, can you address it? So... <laughs> Like, there's so much language that you would have to define to even flesh out. It would take us I, hours. I, I can define all this, all the words. Cool story, bro. Apparently, you're an atheist troll, is what I've been told. So, like, so I really ad homs. Nate, feel so, free to kick me down. No. I mean, I just, you know, so, it's like, it's like these the devil meeting arguments. God is outside of space no, and time, he, therefore, he, he can't you, create. He asked you to not be dismissive, and then you were dismissive.
Will, I'm just done with you, bro. Like, don't talk to me anymore. Okay, okay, I'm not talking Michael to you. Michael really did good running the room, Nate. Children. Yeah, so there, are, there are other Christians in the room, so I'm addressing uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, so, you just, like, I'm giving the, you an the, example the, contra- like the quote-unquote contradiction you're giving is, has been asked and answered. God is outside of space and time, and God caused the uh, universe to exist, right? This is a performative contradiction to all the other how is it a yeah. so again chris you asked chris you asked for like one of the examples no i asked a biblical contradiction not you're giving you, a philosophical you, contradiction like again like i really like nate like seriously let this chris, is ruining let the, the other chris like, why are we even dealing with these hang on, hang on wait wait wait, wait, wait. Can you so i i was wait wait hang on so i wow i step out for two seconds on a call and i come back chris you are being extra today chris and i get it the annoying philosophical contradictions too can someone just say what the contradiction was how can god exist and the universe exists and like give a 10 second recap and then move on yeah and i actually don't have too much longer anyway yeah nate so basically contradictions goes as such christians believe that god is outside of space and time and God caused everything to exist, and by everything I mean universe, space, and time itself, etc., etc. That's a performative contradiction, right? So I can define all the words in the well, statement. Well, but again, if you want to. you're not and even defining Chris, why it's a contradiction. I don't want to. I don't want to cuss. Again, the, the well, hang, contradiction, hang I, the apparent I just, contradiction I just you're ah. talking about is that if God is How immutable... How do I mute a person here, like, locally? Can I mute anyone locally? You, you no, don't. You I can't. And I'm exercising... Uh, my reward in heaven will be great. I'm exercising lots of grace, and it's it's probably to a fault. But no, I mean, I, I don't get that. First of all, the premise has to be true, right? Like, there's lots of things, like Will talked about earlier, yeah, how sure. Christians say stuff, and I'm like, but that's not biblical. And there's things that we've heard so much that we just accept, like, you know, God is outside space and time. I mean, it sounds fine, but I mean, you know, the Bible doesn't... I mean, you can get that, but it doesn't necessarily say that. So go back to what the Bible actually says just to make mm-hmm. sure yeah. the Christians aren't echoing something that maybe is not biblical. So like in order for this to even be sort of a down the road of contradiction, it, the premise has to be correct. Do, does the Is God truly outside of space and time? It doesn't even matter what Christians think. Is God truly outside of space and time or is God fully encompassing all of space and time, all potential space and time? Like you can yeah, say the same thing just in a different way. So I mean there's, there's no way to ultimately answer that because there's no way to ultimately know if the talking points of the Christians are absolute fact, is God just all encompassing everything in existence or is he, is it like a snow globe and God is outside the snow globe existing while we also can't exist? Um, or yeah, is there but something you're else we don't know? The problem, Nate. So I, I'm, no, down... no, I, I'm up playing let how much we to, don't know. Let me try to explain to you. No, 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 no. I, Nate. Well, I don't, don't want to, I don't oh, want to go down we this. We really don't want you to try well, to yeah, explain I, anything. I, I don't want to revisit this. What the fuck is going on here, dude? No, well, and, and Nate, what we mean by Christians when we say that God is outside of time, space, and matter would be because he's before time, space, and matter. That's not a contradiction. For him to say that God is before time, space, and matter, that's not a contradiction. Well, I mean, what, just look what, at what the Bible what, says. I mean, it also says, that, you know, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So, like, is that a contradiction? Because if he's before, then, you know, he's before beginning, even though he says beginning. Or is that being, like, pedantic to a fault where you're like, oh, well, but just infinite regress. Backwards and forwards, just go. And if someone's, if he says he's the beginning, you're like, oh, technically, God, there is no beginning because, uh, uh, uh. Um, give me a break. Come on. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know that I'd say it's a contradiction. I mean, like, what I've commonly said to pe- people say, you know, God is outside. Like, like, what I'll typically say is, you know, I don't, like, if somebody, if something doesn't exist any in any time, doesn't exist in any place, 
and isn't made up of anything, I can't differentiate that between something between that and something that doesn't exist at all. But I don't think inherently that it's a contradiction. You, it, it is. It might be problematic to say God, you know, God existed, be, quote unquote, before time, because time is necessarily temporal, and to say something happened before time doesn't make any sense. But if you look at God outside of our universe, then that seems to not be a contradiction. That's all but I was what trying I don't to understand. What I don't understand is, uh, from one, this is what I, I got from a lot of Christians, is that there was, first there was God, then there was the Word, and the Word was Jesus, right? Like that's no, John 1.1. 1, 1. That's not what Christians teach at all. Good, I see. Good. So can you explain yeah. it to me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in John, okay, so your your problem was whenever um, we're taught that, can you say your problem again? Like how, just say your problem again. Mm. Yeah, sure. So uh, what, I, what I understand is that first there was God, and then God gave the word, or there there was the word. Nobody really gives me a relation between these two. But then And then the word was Jesus, right? So then God, word, and then Jesus, yeah. right? Okay, this is no. the right, okay. Not so, with so Christian that, speech. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, what the Bible teaches, which, I mean, it doesn't require interpretation, it just requires reading it. So, I mean, if you read from beginning to end, you'll get, you'll get this. I mean, it's a big ask, but that's that's why I'm, we say what we're about to say. It's not interpretation, it's just reading it. So, in the beginning was God. Jesus is God. So, Jesus is Yahweh. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that guy's Jesus. He has always existed. Always. Just infinitely go back. Jesus is God. Always there, right? So, when we say in the beginning uh, was the Word, Jesus, God. In the beginning was Jesus, was God, was the Holy Spirit. Um, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. That's where we start to see the full nature of God. And that's where people will get into this triune being of God. But so the word was God and the, the word was with God and the word was God. And then when people say, talk about Jesus, he existed 2000 years ago as a human in flesh and blood. So the Bible talks about how Jesus became flesh and lowered himself to the position of a servant, uh, fully being God in nature, yet he took on that form. So I think a lot of people who are not familiar with Christianity get confused, and we think, how can Jesus be God, and how can Jesus be all these things when he was born a human? No, he existed always. He's God. Everything is sustained through him and created through him. So when he shows up in flesh and blood, that's not the first time he's existed. That's when he came from heaven to earth and lived a life as a human. And then in Revelation— so some of what we talked about was in Genesis, right? And then by the time you read all the way through and get to Revelation, it's like Revelation 19 or 21, talks about the Word of God. So before pe people love to mess up, the Word was with God and the Word was God. And they try to say all kinds of nonsense, but if you just keep reading and get to Revelation, it says, uh, and his name is called the Word of God. This is talking about Jesus with flaming eyes and fire and you know coming back in the clouds and all this stuff. It's a picture of Jesus, and it says, his name is called the Word of God. So that's how we get that. There's no creative interpretation. I basically just summarized Genesis to Revelation. And if you read that, you will read what I just said. You may not like it or you may not believe it or may say it's corrupted, but you will read those words on the page. So that is the answer. Amen. Uh, will, um, would you like to uh, say anything quick before I have to run? Uh, glad you joined. Um, hope we don't send you running away. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to stay, brother. I'm ready to stay. I, I, I just have a question about what you said, Nate, just a quick one. Uh, when you said, uh, I just didn't understand this quick, uh, you said it, the word was with God and the word was God. So is it at the same time or uh, what's, what's the situation? Yes, this is how you start to get into the Trinity and the triune nature of God. Just like in Genesis, how it says, uh, you know, how. so another way to say that would be, 
Jesus was with the Father, the Father was with Jesus, and, and then it doesn't mention the Holy Spirit there because it's only talking about the Father in relation to the Son. But in Genesis, you see the same thing. It has this, the Father and the Son talking and says, let us make man in our image. And it also says in Genesis 1 how the Holy Spirit is also present, you know, hovering over the face of the deep. Um, so you have this triune being of God, the triune nature of God, all throughout the scripture. So that's just one more iteration of it. Also, Nate, uh, a Muslim would actually have to accept that because they believe that God is inconceivable to the human mind and unlike his creation. We as creation, we are one being with one person, right? So therefore, God in his eyes could not be one being and one person because if he is, he is then like his creation, yeah, so I'll appreciate the courtesy. As you see, Chris, I'm asking questions when it comes to Christianity. So I appreciate the courtesy the other way around. When it comes to Islam, ask me, Quentin, if you want. No, no problem. problem. I was addressing uh, you. Yeah. Just... Yeah, no I just one thing about that. No, no, hang on. I, I really do have to go, but I wanted to give Will the last word, if you'd like, Will, since you're our guest today, even though it may not feel like it. <laughs> Are you speaking, Will? Yeah, I, I really appreciate you having here. Uh, me here I, I gotta say it feels a lot like old times but at, at the same time it's it's like i'm on the I'm on the other side sort of maybe not on the other side but in a different position but it's interesting to hear you talk at, you know from this from these seats if you know what i mean does that make sense yeah well it, it does i mean if you're you know still some sort of theist or deist i, I imagine you're still at odds with a lot of the atheists you'll just get a different uh, crap from a different perspective so um you know you're so dumb how can you believe something willed its stuff i i don't even know willed a ball to spin and, and stuff and this god created you but doesn't care about you or i don't know so i imagine you're still not totally out of the dark with him but um <laughs> uh, sean i see you unmuted did you have a final quick quick thought just real quick well first of all good morning um when it comes to contradictions in the bible there are none um are there textual variances? Yes. But when I when it come down to it, all Christ says that all you have to do is believe in him. Believe that I am he. And that's and that and that's the bottom line right there. If you well, if, I would oh. and, and then if you, uh and then if you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you say that Jesus came in the flesh, according to First First John. The Bible says you are of God. Those who deny that are not of God. They are, that is Antichrist. So, I just go with what the scriptures say. God bless you, and it's good to see y'all. I hope y'all had a wonderful uh, three day weekend, like I did. Well, I would uh, I would agree with everything you said, and ultimately, yeah, largely what we talk about, like getting off into the stuff, like. I, I mean, it's totally disinteresting um, from the Christian per perspective, even though Christians will entertain it, because it's just not relevant. Like if someone's like, what's the most important thing about Christianity you want to talk about? It is none of the stuff. It's what you said. It's the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. It's the claim in the Bible. If anyone's going to prove God to you, it's going to be God himself. And, um, yeah, you know, it will be subjective. Sure. Like, I mean, that's not. You know, we can't say like these people who wrote this stuff are like, you know, dumb sheep farmers, uh, but they're also so conniving and so wickedly smart that they like set stuff up for the ages. Pick one. Um, but, you know, they talk a lot about, um, 
this this reconciled to God and becoming, you know, God is our father and becoming children of God. So if that's true, then it just makes sense. You know, I have a very unique relationship with both of my kids. It's, you know, it's the same love. I'm the same parent. They're my kids, but it's very unique. Like, you know, they have different personalities and we interact differently. Um, not bad, not favorable, not disfavorable, but differently because they're different people. So, I mean, on one hand, if God wants a unique relationship with you and that's exactly what you get, and then people are like screaming subjective, subjective, there's tons of subjective stuff. It's not a bad word. It just means you can't prove it to a bunch of other people, which you're never called to do anyways. It means you share like Chris's testimony. Why should, why should someone believe a testimony of some random guy? Like, you know, to the natural person, it doesn't make sense. But sometimes people will hear a testimony and think, you know, I don't know why. I know logically why their experience shouldn't sway me. It's their subjective experience. Um, but something like nudges and pulls them. And we believe that's where there is a supernatural element of God and the spiritual world. And something like strikes home. It's like, you know, Paul talks about how, you know, he doesn't want to like contend constantly with people and these human intellect and deep philosophies of the world that are worthless and just show how silly people are. Um, for the power of Christ, uh, power of the cross would lose its, you know, would lose the message, would lose the power. Um, so he just preaches pr Christ and him crucified. But we see him reasoning too. So there's a time and a place, um, and I think that's fine. But you know, whenever it comes to why do you believe Jesus, that's it. Why should I believe? It doesn't matter. That that's it. That's the answer. That's the reason. Talk to God yourself. If you don't do that, then you should really probably not expect to be led to a belief or a relationship with God. If he says do this and you do every single thing besides that, you should expect nothing else. Um, so anyways, I, I would say that. Um, well, thanks for being here. And everyone have a good, um, what, what day is this? Is it Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow, yeah, I was gone yesterday. Have a good Tuesday. And uh, take care, everyone. And we'll see you all later. Thanks for being a good mod, Michael. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> I failed. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>